Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to episode 16 of the Dark Insight Podcast. It's Friday the 18th of March 2016. I'm, as usual, Death Note, Clifford Goldsmith. Haven't been around for a few weeks, had a bit of a time off, which was nice. Uh, as usual, I'm here with the other boys from that side and that side. So first off, we have Mr. Charles Turner. How are we doing? Good, thanks. And just so people know, Clifford didn't even bother asking me to try the intro today. So, established that I, <laughs> I don't do intros. <laughs> just give up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh, good. Uh, <laughs> nah, awesome, awesome. Uh, and of course, we have uh, Mr. Jeremy Greer. How you doing, sir? Doing very well. I begged to do the intro again, but Clifford just straight up would not. Like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> now that is an outright lie. <laughs> control and dominance uh yes so uh it's been what three four weeks since i've last been on because obviously i wasn't on the last recording and you boys did a fantastic job i did listen in whilst i was away so it was a good episode and uh i noticed you was nattering on about rugby because <laughs> yep. I've seen those notes just magically work their way in again about more rugby this week. Are we turning yep. into a sports podcast? Yeah, now, well, we? well, why not? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was just a bit of feedback. It's good to have follow up from um, those who listen. Uh, homicidal yeah. Mage or at IRICLV on Twitter. He, he tweeted us after listening to the episode saying, All this rugby talk last episode and no mention of the brilliant pre game hacker. Love seeing culture being kept alive, and so I, I just thought we'd bring it up. And um, and yeah, the haka for people who don't know is a, it's a traditional uh, war dance. There's, there's many different varieties uh, from the native people of New Zealand, the Maori, um, and the national rugby team perform it before each game. Because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't know anything about rugby. Um, and what on a, on a funny note, I don't know if you've seen this homicidal mage. Uh, American football team, the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, they have decided to adopt the New Zealand haka <laughs> and performed it terribly. Um, and so we'll put in the show notes a couple of YouTube clips, and it's quite embarrassing. <laughs> Is it really that bad? It's bad. It's very bad. And uh, <laughs> I, I can say that as someone who actually used to listen, or excuse me, used to live in Arizona. I lived there for five years, and this is the worst thing I've ever seen out of Arizona. I don't know... <laughs> Also, the the NFL team is the Arizona Cardinals, so I'm not sure what. Wild, I think this is I don't the uni- football team. I think it's the university team because they have the um they have a they have a Wildcats basketball team as well. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it is. Um, but yeah, this is this is just <laughs> you know, I can't dance, so I'm not going to make fun of anybody that can. <laughs> but I will definitely make fun of people that can't, and these dudes cannot dance. Well, well, that's the thing. It's the hucker using dance is the easy term to use. It's it's. The, the hackers actually before the the Maldives would perform it before war, um, so there mm. are there are peaceful hacker as well. But it, it's it's a, it's a sign of um, strength and power, and control. 
and just the way they do it, you've got to watch it. If you, you got to, it's just well, yeah, they're, they're just slapping they, themselves. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's supposed to be putting fear into your opponent to sort of bring them down before battle. Is it? I, I'll have to check it out. Is it quite funny? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, and and I'll put in the the links to a couple of the New Zealand. There's there's the most uh, traditional All Black hacker, uh, mm. the New Zealand national team, yeah. which has been around for a long time. But in the recent years, they've adopted a few newer ones, um, and one even has a slitting throat uh, motion, <laughs> which created a bit yeah, of controversy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> um, and I'll put both. We'll put those both in the show notes. Um, but yeah, as I say, the hacker is about power, about precision, and about. Um, strength and how the Arizona Wildcats do it, it just does not distill any of that. <laughs> no, it's it's very, very terrible. And it's kind of like a pretty severe case of cultural appropriation. Ah, I cannot talk today. Of a cultural appropriation as well. Like, I mean, they might as well just like put on like um, Indian headdresses and pretend they're Indians for what they're doing here. Like, this <laughs> is something that a culture, this is somebody's culture that, that not like something exactly. you can pretend to be. So, yeah. Kind of, that's typical America, though. Like we're we're horrible over here. Almost all of us are just terrible people. <laughs> we're just horrible people. But, um, it, yeah. it, it's that everyone, yeah. It's that your blanket statement. Just we're all horrible. <laughs> I think my Twitter bio for a while just read, "I'm the worst." So you guys should know where I'm coming from. <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, Actually, yeah. speaking of that, on the Dark Souls haters, I know we've talked about in the past when you guested on the Dark Insight um, that a lot of your your feedback and hate mail comes from the Xbox ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Is there a have you got like a geographical like have you got like a regional kind of information or where this comes from in the world? No, not really. Um, I mean, you, I have a lot of foreign hate mail on there, but and, and you can kind of tell with, uh, you know, you could obviously tell when someone's uh, when English is not someone's first language. Um, <laughs> personally, personally, I've gotten like a lot of actual foreign language um, hate mail, and I think it was just because at the time I was waking up kind of early on Saturday mornings because my wife would go to the barn at like six in the morning, so six a.m. on a Saturday I'm playing Dark Souls, and apparently that was overlapped with the, the time that the Italians played Dark Souls. So I've got a <laughs> lot of Italian hate mail in my time, but I don't, I don't actually have it broken out by like um, like any kind of geographic stuff or anything. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, and this is this is no offense to you, Clifford, but like for whatever reason, um, whenever English people would send hate mail, it was always about fat Americans. Like, I guess you guys just think that we're super fat over here, which is, I mean, probably true. But <laughs> I, like that, I, that is the way our TV tends to portray America. For some God knows reason, like I think I'm sure in America they portray that we all drink tea and we all like <laughs> drink warm beer. Albeit I do drink a lot of goddamn tea. So, <laughs> man, seriously, I'm 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 the worst for tea. Like in my cupboard at the minute, I've got like regular tea. I've got fucking well, I've got green tea, peppermint tea. Apple and pear green tea. I've got so many goddamn teas in my cupboard. It's ridiculous. You're like you're like CJ with his coffees, man. What's uh, going on? Patty with his teas, or Patty with his teas. Yeah. Tea Jesus. He does exist. <laughs> so. Uh, well, thank yeah. you to uh, homicidal mage for for writing in. We appreciate you listening and, and talking to yes. us. Yes. And probably prepare for more rugby chat because as. 
stuff is heating up on the World Cup side. Like, I know my wife is yeah. interested in it, which is going to make me interested in it just by default. So we're probably, me and me and Vader for sure will be talking about it. <clears throat> Clifford might have to go to sleep at some point. At some point. Well, see, I don't, I don't watch it actively, but the wife and her parents are very much into the rugby, especially her parents. They, they watch it a lot. So I'm always around. If I'm around the parents, it's normally on. So I know what's going on. Excuse me, I'm burping like a trooper over here while I'm trying to talk. Absolutely terrible. Too much tea, man. Uh, no, uh, well, I've been ill the past few days, man. Oh, I, I, have, I have too, actually. I had, I had food poisoning, so I've just, just like, that's been fun. Yeah, yeah that's not, uh, yeah. I've had food poisoning once in my life, and that was that was enough. Ugh, that was bad. Yeah, it, and it, it's annoying, though, because I got food poisoning from a tuna microwave thing. Well, it's not a microwave thing. You put the tuna in like this cus. It's like tuna soy and ginger couscous thing. But the tuna said 2017 on it, so it shouldn't have been out of date. So it must have been a bad bit of tuna in the factory, which is bullshit. <laughs> so it shouldn't have made me ill, but it did anyway. So two days I didn't go to work for because I was ill, which was fun. <laughs> oh, is that how you got so much game time in this week? <laughs> yes. And it's all been salt and sanctuary. I was going to say, man, how did you get through 15 oh. hours that quick? I've been ill. <laughs> well, I've been sick, but I, I had meetings to go to at work, and so I went into anyway. And I kind of was really keen to stay home and just play Sold and Sanctuary, but I, I went into work. We most certainly will be talking about that a yes. bit later on. But yeah, that's I've got a, a few things to say on that. But uh, So, should we fire into the news for this week? Let's do it. Yeah? Do you want to take the first one? I can. Um, an announcement at GDC by Microsoft this week said that they were basically um, they want to open up Xbox Live, I guess, for lack of a better term, so that you can have cross-platform um, players. So you can have, mm. in theory, you could have PS4 people fighting against three or three sixty Xbox One people versus PC people. I guess the first game to take advantage of this is going to be uh, Rocket League. Yeah. Um, which is kind of which is fits pretty well because Rocket League debuted on the PS4 with cross-platform play uh, with the PC. Yeah. So <clears throat> they've already had. I imagine they already have all the servers and things like that working. Um, we got some feedback yeah. on this, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that later when we get to the feedback side. But uh, mm. I'm I'm kind of interested in this because just like take my favorite game ever, Dark Souls. If I could just <clears throat> play more against more Dark Souls players, I'm happy. Like that's and that's pretty much where it ends for me. Like that's you know, better interoperability on that stuff is always better, right? Yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, the interesting thing was how so um Sony responded was saying, Yeah, we're open to things. They never but then also said we've been doing this for twelve years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had they had to stick a little bit of a boot in there, didn't they? It was a bit sort of like <laughs> unneeded. <laughs> Well, I don't. I mean, but, the way that the I, I kind of I was kind of went on Sony's side on that. The way that are the articles were like fanning over Microsoft, like this was some huge and you know genre changing thing. But like, you no, know, like Sony's had this stuff going for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Like I know, and I know it's a big deal. Don't get me wrong, but they were acting like Microsoft basically invented this stuff, and I I, I kind of had a negative, I guess, feeling about some of the way that those articles were written. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get you on that point. Like, obviously, Sony have been doing it for a while with the the cross PC play. They've been doing that stuff for a long time. I, I think it's because everyone jumped in it so quickly because obviously the the prospect of Xbox and PS4 players finally being able to play on the same server. So if you're 
your best mate's got an Xbox and your other friend's got a PlayStation, you can all get Destiny or whatever as an example and you can all raid together with no problems. And that is a, I think that's a really fantastic prospect because it means that you don't have to buy, say, a console that you don't particularly want to get because all your mates are getting it. Like a lot of my mates got Xbox, but I just refused and got a PlayStation anyway. So I don't get to play with any of my mates really online, which is pretty sucky. But if they can start bringing this stuff in, it's awesome. Because it means I, I might be able to start playing online games with my local friends. Which, yeah. I, I'm, sure. I'm just, very much down for that. I can't help but think, like, how is this going to work from a... Like, a, mm. like I get my mind immediately goes into the like the technical details of like how yeah. am I going to form a party with somebody on Xbox One? How am I going to talk to them? How am I going to yeah. send them an invite? Like when you start talking about Destiny, ninety nine percent of my experience with Destiny is getting in a party with a crew, forming yep. a fight, te- fight fire team, and then playing and then chit chatting with them while we play. Because otherwise that game is boring as hell. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the only way that would work sort of you wouldn't be able to do party chat. You'd have to do fire team chat. They'd have to be some sort of VoIP uh, within, yeah, within. Yeah. And, the, and the fire team in, say the fire team chat in Destiny is a pretty toss to be honest like obviously everyone goes oh, right, we're in right, get rid of that into a party <laughs> straight away pretty much because it's so because yeah I think it's going to be difficult as you say with the, the party chat because obviously they're on different platforms it's going to have to be some kind of VoIP it could open up going on. Um, room for third party, <clears throat> although uh, like something like Skype or something like that to to move into console. Well, cause Skype is owned by Microsoft, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's already there with the um, with with Microsoft, and it, yeah, if they did an app on the PlayStation, then that would solve the problem because we'd be using a third party yeah. source, um, sort of third party. But what what I find interesting about this whole discussion is people just assumed that it's going to be. Xbox PlayStation platform but from what it seemed it was quite a generic statement they made that's just going to be cross platform yeah. like it never actually said we're going to try and pair up with PS4 <laughs> no their, their exact words were we're going to pair up with PC and other platforms if which they're is, interested which is, which is Sony right like I mean that's yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> that's they were, they they that was, they, go on. I, I don't know. It could be just mobile, <laughs> like yeah, yeah that. <laughs> like, I, I, it was definitely pointed at PlayStation. It's like when PlayStation responded, they was like, "Oh yeah, we're definitely um, interested in other platforms as well." But we just <laughs> by the way, we have been doing it for bloody ages. So uh, yeah, don't forget but, that. <laughs> but Sony responded saying, "Yeah, they open up to developers and publishers." They never mm. once. Yeah, they 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 didn't really say platform. They they talked about. So be up to the actual publishers or the developers yeah. of games to try and integrate it. <clears throat> so by the, by the sounds of things, what it sounds like, Microsoft and Sony are both open to it. And now it's down to developers to say, right, okay, go to them. Right, we want to do cross-platform between you and you. Can we do it? Sony says yes. Microsoft says yes. Yeah. But it, again, it's up to developers if they're going to bother doing it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I think it might. It depends on how much work it, it will take to get that rolling. Whether it could be really worth it for a game, say like Division or Destiny, I think things like that could work really well because it will make the community bigger, and I think games will die off less quick. That's terrible English. All right, I, games I, will I, die <laughs> off less quick. Jeez, Louise! It's not as bad as, as me last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Petty called me out on it. 
<laughs> I, you know, I saw that exchange, and I didn't even I didn't even pick up on what you had said. So you know, I guess good on Patty for listening when I wasn't apparently. <laughs> what 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 did I miss then? What had you said? Uh, what did you pull you I, up on? I, I, what, I don't remember <laughs> what it was. It, it was something about it, it was just some weird phrasing or something. I, I think I not intuitive instead of unintuitive. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> now I've said it again. So Patty, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd like come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, awesome yeah no I think it's I think it could be good if they can do it it'd be good so it's it's only time will tell I think to see whether any developers do it obviously Rocket League's gonna do it with Microsoft PC that already works the same with PlayStation PC doesn't it for Rocket mm-hmm. League yeah yep. so we'll see whether they try and do Xbox PlayStation it'll be very very interesting and that wasn't a uh, Microsoft wasn't the only person talking about stuff at GDC either. Mm. Mm. I am extraordinarily curious as to what you guys think about this new Sony PlayStation VR stuff. Like I'm 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 like cuz I am like of two totally separate minds on this stuff, right? Like it's incredibly expensive, mm. it's unproven, but at the same time there's like the gadget geek in me that's like I want to pre-order it oh, yeah, immediately. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I I basically like I said to the missus the other day, I was like, PSVR, it's 350 English. That is damn good price compared to everything else. So probably for me, that'll be a save-up jobby. So maybe next Christmas, but it, uh, this year for on release is a, definitely an absolute no-no for me. But I I really want to get into it. I, I think it's good, good properties. Once again, it's it's all about the the games and the the stuff they bring with it if they can get that right it'll work and i, was, I said to you the other day didn't i Vader? there's a big list of developers that are working on vr stuff and from soft's on that list which was quite interesting shadow tower remastered confirmed <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> still battalion it's still battalion two. Oh, nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I don't know if y'all remember that connect game but that was uh ooh, it was not good it was not no, good. <laughs> that was not good the one before it was fantastic i hear with the crazy controls with the crazy oh, what, controller the yeah, fucking yeah. huge thing with, oh man yeah. that thing was insane <laughs> i watched um a giant bomb quick look of a game called mm. golem that um so the, mm. yes. the developers brought the gear and that's the first time i've ever seen like the gear on like a real person and kind of a non- I mean, this was a PR thing, but it wasn't staged by the PR department like this was for. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> Brad put on the helmet or headset, whatever you want to call it, and um, that just looks goofy as hell. Um, it didn't help that they had they put googly eyes on the front, which if I, <laughs> if, if I do buy one of these, I am definitely buying googly eyes for it because that's just too funny. <laughs> um, and the interesting thing I like about the Sony VR stuff is that whatever you're seeing, they have they've kind of got a they've got a 2D display happening on the TV. So, yep. and mm-hmm. there, there's a little bit of integration between like, okay, you're looking at one thing in the headset, but like people around you can also see what you're doing on the TV, yeah. which I think is going to be kind of important. So I don't look like a total jackass sitting on my couch. <laughs> um, I wasn't super impressed with the game though. Uh, and I, I know all this stuff is tech demos. Like we're almost a full year away from this thing actually releasing. It comes out in what, October? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, maybe not a year, maybe like six months. Um <clears throat> But I, I wasn't super impressed with the with the games, and I think as much of a gadget geek as I am, I, I'm going to need to see a lot more games before I, I can 
justify throwing down you know four hundred dollars for this and plus the i've already got the camera but i don't have any move controllers so i'll need a couple of move controllers for this stuff too so i oh do you have to have move controllers dear you have to have the camera and the move controllers and the headset Um, they just they just announced a bundle in the u.s for everything which includes a game with for like five hundred dollars i mean it's it's kind of pricey yeah, see, yep. well, I've got the camera, so I can pick up a couple of second-hand moves for about 20 quid, so that's... that's. I think yeah. the the move controls will depend on the game. I think some games will just use yeah. a standard controller, some will need yeah. the motion. Um, <clears throat> but if that's only extra $100 more, and you get a game, two controllers, and the camera, and what the camera, what's that, 50 US? Yeah. Itself, I really so. don't. I got mine for free because I had some like credit on Amazon. So. Yeah, no. In the UK, they're fifty nine ninety nine. The sixty no. UK, yeah. Yeah, the hundred. So um, <laughs> foreign currency discussion on the dark, dark inside. I was um, going to say because you put down that you've put down the New Zealand price for the PSVR, and it makes me want to cry. <laughs> yeah, well, that and to be honest, this is the first thing that's come out in a while that's actually with the the current exchange rate is roughly even <laughs> oh right okay um because yeah our dollar's gone down because our reserve bank is pushing it down because of exports but it's another story <laughs> our economy survives off exports and so our dollar goes down which makes suffers for the consumer but our big companies mm-hmm. who export make lots of money it's just looking at that 629 it, it makes just, me weep a little yeah, bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah that just seems like a lot a lot of money yeah <laughs> but that pretty much that yeah. equates to sort of roughly what we're paying though yeah yeah pretty much mm, yeah. um see i i, I, I <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i think it's quite a good price to be honest i know it seems like a lot but compared to as i say oculus which was 600 uk and then the vive which is 800 uk and then obviously with them you need quite a beefy pc you're looking sort of 800 pounds for a beefy pc Whereas you can pick up a PS4 for like 250 It just seems yeah. price-wise. And a lot of the games that come into Oculus Vive will be coming on uh, PSVR anyway. So it's... Yeah. What, what, what I was... Um, I just want to <laughs> point out that uh, we were right. <laughs> I mean, because talking to Chris um, from the Chomp Chain podcast, uh, they had a discussion about the VR for a while and, and there's a bit of an mm. argument about that Sony would come in at the same price as the other guys. And me and Chris both agree um, that it would come in cheaper, and it has. <laughs> so yeah. Chris were right. We, well, <laughs> it baffles me. They, they they put their finger up the other day and they put it in. I was like, oh, that's that. I was like, yeah, that seems like a fairly reasonable price. It's a brand new bit of tech. They've had, they've had to. They're, they're clearly selling this at a loss because they've put the X amount of R and D into this. There's no way they're making any profit on that. Well, see, that's the interesting thing, and that's something I've also <clears> talked <throat> with someone else um, about it over Twitter, is that Sony have actually invested uh, money and research towards this product by making other products. And so they're actually doubling down on the research they've done. So I don't think it's as, as big a loss. Like, they've, they've researched the OLED screens. They've used them in the Vita. Um, yeah, they've, yeah. They've had cinema <clears throat> headsets for a while now yeah they had those fair headsets didn't yeah they? and so they've yeah. already done the tech like a lot of the tech behind it they've got the move and the motion controls they've already established and yeah they didn't mm. take off but they work like that that light sensor system works well and it and, I, and so the, the, they've just built off the foundation they've already made so i don't think the r&d is going to be as big as something like oculus rift which has started from nothing and built up 
I suppose, you, yeah, saying that, that does actually make sense. Like, like that, that they do, as you say, had then with them departments, they already had the the parts that, that have gone into it in separate locations. As you say, yeah. the screen from there, the move controls from there, that bit from there. They've got a little processor stuck that in. That's probably like from one of their, oh god, no, one one of their old laptops that they've they've got because yeah. they've sold they've <laughs> sold all them. They've just kept a load of the laptops and just pulled the processors out. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and, and, well and that's like, a big like, that's a big side of this too, right? Because Sony has been making consumer electronics for a long time. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. for a long time, Oculus has not ever put a device on the market. And that's a, that's a significant difference. Like when you talk about supply chains, when you talk about relationships with manufacturers overseas, and those kind of things, getting products onto shelves, like that's that's all a very big thing. And Sony is a company that possibly could leverage that. I mean, they're not the company they were back in the you know late '80s, or yeah. even they weren't. They're not the company they were even ten years ago. But they they still have those relationships. So I, I always kind of expected it to be a little cheaper. I didn't. I, I'm still just really concerned about the software like i i bought a connect um i bought you know I, I buy this stuff because i'm a gadget figure can i hardly ever use it is what ends up happening so i just really don't want that to be the case for vr well that is a concern um but um as I, i've said before um about the the playstation vr <coughs> is that they actually have the developers um under the like like they make games Whereas the other true. VR, mm-hmm. the other VR companies, they are just tech companies. They they have to rely on external developers to make these games. And as Sony have said, they've got two hundred and thirty developing developer studios mm. working on games. And they and they've said that they'll range from a couple of dollars up to full um, AAA releases. And so we have these many experiences. We have these large games, and so it's it's very interesting that the PlayStation Store could change drastically as well with this new tech, that we will have smaller, more smaller, smaller experiences. Um, so I think Sony has, they've got the tech, they've got the software support um, a lot more so than some of these other companies. Hmm. Just a quick question, like, um, do you know, like, uh, obviously when you when you're using the VR, what? Because you can use it without the VR, can't you? It works with every game. It works like a a, a theatre screen in yes. your eyes. What yep. size do they reckon it, it imitates? Five-metre screen. Five-metre screen, so that's... It's, well, that's quite big, then. It's, that's pretty huge. <laughs> yeah. See, I was just like, even if I'm not playing VR, it might be worth it, and then I can, like... Because <laughs> someone was saying, like, you could literally, like, not have to use your TV anymore. You could literally just have that. But I can't imagine how good it'd be for your eyes sitting with that thing on your head constantly. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, that's the thing with the OLED. It's <clears throat> they're really nice on the eyes compared to some of the other harsher lights. Uh, they're, lot, <coughs> they're very vibrant, but also quite um, they're easy to, to they're easy on the eyes. Yeah, no, I definitely am gonna probably throw down money on it, but I, I won't be able to just yet. <laughs> So my uh, my idea is I'm gonna go ahead and pre-order it from Amazon because they don't charge you when you pre-order it, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. if like you know the day before it releases, if I don't really if I'm really not satisfied with it, I can just cancel the pre-order and I'll just go whoever's on a waiting list somewhere. So I figure that's the best way to kind of I guess hedge my bets to make sure because if it's something <laughs> huge and all of a sudden you can't get it until Christmas or something, like it'd be cool, a cool thing to have. But if it's gonna be you know, if you look at the but, software, because it'll be bef- a month before it comes out, like we'll know everything there is to know about that thing. So, I'd, but yeah. but Jeremy, have you put a pre-order down yet? 
It's not. Uh, I don't think they're out for pre-order. I think they open up Tuesday. Really? I heard they was all gone already. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I remember. I, I, I vaguely have this. Uh, seriously, I read it today. I saw PS VR. I'm sure it's Amazon pre-orders all gone. I'm. I swear to God, I swear, I read that. Uh, either that, I was absolutely fucking daydreaming. <laughs> I swear I'm going to look it up on the uh, Amazon right now. <laughs> um, yeah, we launch day shipment pre-sold out. Pre-order now for late 2016 shipment. That's here in New Zealand. Mm. So launch day release well, it has sold out here in New Zealand on Mighty Ape. Yeah, all Amazon US has is the launch bundle, which I wasn't planning on getting because it has the camera and I don't need the camera. And that just says mm. currently unavailable. So I don't know. <laughs> just send me, the, send me the camera because I need one. <laughs> uh, camera is hilarious. Did you, uh, this is totally unrelated, but you played Until Dawn, right, Cliff? Yes. Loved did you it. Have the, did you have the camera when you played it? I didn't know. I only got a camera the other day, so. I still, because uh, when the, until Dawn does like the jump scares, the camera will take a picture of you. So yeah. if you like actually jumped out, it'll snap a picture. And like every single one of them, I'm just relaxed on the couch, not moving at all. I felt kind of bad, but I don't really react to jump scares that bad. So no, I, I'm the same. Jump scares don't really get me. I'm I'm more the uh, mental horror gets me, mm-hmm. rather than sort of jumpy. I, I like I love my sort of body horror horrors, but. I, they don't really scare me. As I say, ones that scare me are things like supernatural, really eerie shit. That's the mm-hmm. shit that gets me. And then when I go to the toilet and the lights are all off in the house, that's when it gets me. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. So it's going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because yeah. I can see right down the end to, uh, in my flat. Like I can see all the way. Like the, My hallway runs all the way down and I can see into the kitchen then out into my garden through the back door. So I just like Ooh, every time I look down there, I always can think I can see someone down in the garden in the back door, like looking through the glass and that. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. such a wuss. I do live in London. People just murder people for no reason out here. Yeah, and there's lots of you. There's lots of people in London, so it probably could be someone out there. Well, my my friend who lived over the road, she like some dude tried breaking their back door just over there. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, I love London. Yeah, from what I can see, all the the release day uh, models have been all sold out in New Zealand. From what I can see, yeah, they definitely they definitely are in the UK. It might be different in the US, but UK definitely is as well. We're still taking pre-orders for the next the later shipments. The latest there's no, shipments. There's no yeah. no date. That's interesting. I don't. I'm surprised it sold out so quick. It doesn't. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't look. I can't. I don't even see a listing for the headset by itself. Um, there's something called an HMZ T1 Personal 3D Viewer, but that doesn't seem to be sold directly by Amazon. So I don't. I got no clue. Hmm. Well, yeah. I've, I've already messed up this. I wasn't gonna. I was. I was planning on. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. But he's. But that just goes to show. It's interesting that obviously, a lot more people are interested in than possibly we thought for it to sell yeah, yeah, out absolutely and people to dive into it that quickly that that's positive because that means developers are going to go right that's x amount in people's hands let we might as well develop for it then yeah there's also mm-hmm. um a little marketing strategy they could be trying is the, the everything that i saw about it was limited stock and they always saying yeah. it's very limited and so people jump on it like jeremy you were going to because <laughs> 
it, 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 the fear of not getting it, and then also, if people see that it's sold out, they will gain faith in it as well. They're like, oh, it's sold out. There must be a lot of other people. So like you just said, there'll be support for it. So I'll pre-order yeah. for the next round. <laughs> so well, that's when there's that whole thing with the PlayStation 2. Like that when they you couldn't get your hands on them, all of a sudden they were selling for double their value. Like that could be yeah. you know, just kind of like, hey, I want one. And also if this becomes the next big thing at Christmas, like maybe I can make some money off of it. So. Well, the Wii did it as well, didn't they? They are officially held to market to like, give it more more welly and it worked it def- definitely works in the UK everyone was hunting for them things left right and centre it was yeah it got so ridiculous. bad in the US one lady died did y'all, did y'all, did y'all remember what? that story no <laughs> yeah there was a radio station doing a hold your Wii contest and it was something like how long could you not go to the bathroom or something and we're gonna give you and yeah a lady straight up died to get a a $300 toy without even like a real Zelda on it like what the hell Jesus Oh, that just that I don't understand why. Just just wait three four months and there'll be some more in stock. Right. <laughs> yeah, just wait for a little while. Like, oh, Christmas not now, that big of a deal. Now you're dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good job. Dead. Very good job. Fucking hell! <laughs> Humanity never you? ceases to amaze me, man. Jesus Christ! I'm sure there's a backlash <laughs> to that radio station. Oh yeah, it, it was a it was a thing, um, like a little <laughs> controversy. Little but like it's that was the, you know the we had like all kinds of weird stuff with it, like kids breaking TVs and like we had all kinds of crazy stuff happen. <laughs> oh yeah, we, I don't we know had that. Like. Yeah. yeah, the kids breaking TV was really bad because no one was wearing the straps and they was like <laughs> letting go of them and they were flying off and going through the TVs and shit. <laughs> oh, so funny! I actually it's know hilarious. someone who broke their TV doing that. Like he was playing tennis, oh, he was like, Rah! and it slipped out, so it bang through his TV. <laughs> so bad, so bad. Oh, dear. Oh, so well, uh, anyway, talking of new tech, what is this you've put on the notes here, Jeremy? What is it? So earlier today, uh, Patrick Klepik from Kotaku uh, broke a story saying that um, he's had sources from inside Sony confirm to him that they're working on something they're calling a PlayStation 4.5. Man. Um, so this would be a unit that's uh, probably upgraded a bit to handle 4K resolutions in gaming, not just video mm. output, as well as um, mm. we talked about this Sony VR mm. box. We, we, we didn't really talk about the headset requiring like a separate breakout box that's plugged into mm-hmm. the PlayStation 4 and um, the, the expectation would be for a 4.5 unit to have all that stuff built in uh, interesting um, and, and you know also and also, you know it would probably have and I'm just this is just me now this isn't in the story but I would guess you know a, a better performing machine like probably a better GPU probably a better CPU probably a one terabyte or a two terabyte hard drive in it like it'd probably be an upgrade all around um, you know that Microsoft was- <clears throat> has been teasing these mm. like mid life um console upgrades and, yeah. um for a while and it's just really interesting to see sony do it the thing in this article that i thought was the most compelling because you know you look at the forums and stuff and everyone's like who the hell is this dude nobody knows who this guy is like he's just you know it's all bullshit um but klepik patrick klepik is the guy that originally broke the story on giant bomb when xbox was uh dropping all of their drm stuff after e3 yeah he was the one that broke that story before Microsoft had announced it. And then there's a, a segment in the article um, from Keza McDonald. I think yeah. that's her name. Keza. Yeah, that's the one who's done the You Die book. 
Yeah. So she was at GDC and apparently overheard two developers in line with her just straight up talking about this machine. Like literally saying PlayStation 4.5, saying the words VR, saying the words 4K. Like, <laughs> So uh, this stuff is out there. Um, and I I think this is really interesting. Like I don't... I think there's a. I think it's gonna be very controversial no matter what they do, but it, see, oh, it, it seems very interesting. But right, because obviously being a bit of a PC nut myself and knowing what kind of power it takes to run any game at 4K, there's no goddamn way I can see this machine doing 4K games. No way, unless they're gonna charge a thousand bucks for it. The amount of power, yeah. seriously, it takes so much welly to run 4K 30 frames games. Like I'm talking but, like, but what if they're X, what if they're charging you 500 bucks and then they're giving and they're but they want you to give them your old PS4? Like what if, I, what if they trade? What if they I trade in? I honestly can't. I can see it maybe doing 4K video. The only what I could see possibly would be 1440p gaming. I can't see 4K. The amount of, seriously, the amount of, you're looking, on a PC, you're looking at least an 800 UK pound card on its own. That's without all the bits and bobs to run 4K at 30 frames. Literally. That's a big push. Big push. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I, I, I can see them doing it so it might be every single game that goes onto that machine can run 1080p, 60 all the time, constantly. I can see that, but I don't know. I don't know. So, so does that mean mm. when I buy Bloodborne Two, um, will it run 1080p, 30 on my PlayStation Four, but it'll run 1080p, 60 on my PlayStation Four point five? Possibly. Like, do you think they're gonna di- do you think they're gonna divide the market so that the games will work on your old PlayStation Four, but just not work as well? I would I would say they would be insane not to. <laughs> yeah, I I think if they they were bringing out games that were only going to run on four point five, <clears throat> do you think the the consumer market will take lightly to that? <laughs> well, I'm I'm already pissed, and I I don't remember if we talked about this last week or not. But Nintendo announced that they have you know Super Nintendo games that you can download on your 3ds. Except it's not the 3ds uh, yes. that I have. It's only the mm. new 3ds, and I'm like. Which is the official branding of that machine, which is dumb. But like, it's a it's a Super Nintendo game, y'all. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've been playing that shit on my phone for years. Like, why wouldn't my normal <laughs> 3DS be able to play a Super Nintendo game? I, so yeah, yeah, no, I don't think the market would react very well if that if they start dividing it like that. I mean, at that point, right. why not just call it a PlayStation Five and say like, hey, we're going to release a new PlayStation every two years. Deal with it. Exactly I, that that, but, and you've just hit the nail on the head right there. That that is what I think. With the four point five, it's gonna be a small upgrade to the the PlayStation. If if they're gonna be four K, that'll be PlayStation five, and you're gonna be paying about seven hundred quid for it at least minimum. But in three but years' time, the price of it, doing the four K would have dropped. So yeah, exactly, exactly. And but the four point five definitely because a lot of the games now. Well, you saw it with. Um, Phantom Pain and Ground Zero, certain engines, like the Fox engine, obviously I know that thing's disappeared now, which is a damn travesty. Such a good engine. But they are very backwards compatible, and they can run on most consoles. Like, they had that on basically all four consoles, and it was very, very scalable. And I can just imagine them doing that, as you say. Say Bloodborne 2, for example. PlayStation 4, 
900p, 30, whatever they can get it or whatever. And then on 4.5, you get 1080p, 60 with slightly better anti-aliasing, stuff like that. Graphics bumps, better volumetric lighting, maybe just a, a general graphics overhaul rather than a huge, massive jump. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just obviously seeing the technical side of things. It's I don't know where they're going to take it. It is a bit odd. Um, what I find funny in this article, someone just posted a picture of the Sega um, Mega Drive. <laughs> it's, got, it's got like the Sega CD next to it and the Sega 32X. Like, and the 32X. <laughs> I had both of them. It's, it's awesome. Both. But but uh, to be honest, um, yeah, console gaming, 4K is somewhat redundant because when you're sitting back on your couch, you, the actual what you actually see and the difference between... 1080 and 4K is is lost when you're back two three meters. Oh, I don't know about that. There there is a <laughs> there is effective distance that where they're, high they're, resolution yeah, does help. Um, if you're if you're looking at a screen sort of I'd say 55 upwards, you you can really. Oh see yeah, 4K. a large screen, yeah. a very large screen, you're gonna yeah. notice it more. But that, that's why 4K gaming is more important for PC because you're sitting directly in front of your screen, you're a few inches yeah. away. Um, yeah. But what I actually think it will be, it will be a PS4 that has built in, the built-in processor for VR. And so you would be able to buy just the headset. Um, and so that will reduce the, the, the cost of the headset for people who are buying a PS4 maybe next year and want to get the yeah. VR. And because that would become more main, help it become more mainstream is because they're just buying this console but has the built-in processor with it. So, but that but that puts them having two SKUs for the headset. Then all of a sudden, as yeah. you know, yeah. my my if I, if eight year old Jeremy's mom going into Best Buy trying to buy a headset, do, do you <laughs> need the do you need the one that's a hundred dollars more? Or well, no, I want the cheaper one. You get it home, and well, he has the old PS4. You got to go buy the box. Are they selling the box by itself? Like that opens up a lot of weird questions. You're right. Too. You're right. You're right. I, I, plus, the, would the they whole build thing a whole... seems really weird to me. <clears throat> yeah, and would they build a whole new console just for a breakout box? Yeah, I don't. I mean, doesn't. <laughs> I just it, yeah. when you can hide it when you can hide a box like on a USB port in the back like that that doesn't seem mm. like a whole reason to build a console. So I don't. But obviously, they you you look at the PS4 and you look at the performance that we're getting out of it. Like it's it's okay, right? Like it's it not should have but, been but, better. <laughs> it should have been better, but it was a four hundred dollar machine at a time yeah. where you know the Xbox One was substantially more expensive. Now it's and a three hundred fifty dollar machine, <clears throat> and, the, and the problem was where, when that came out as well. The markets were not in a good state at that time, anyway, were they? Really? No, not at all. So, so this is this to me is a is a is a play to be able to say like they're going to keep making games and they're going to mm. probably optimize for this new console. And if you own a PlayStation Four, it's going to run, but they're not gar- they're not going to have any. I don't even they'll never say it out loud, but. You know, Bloodborne Two, this mythical Bloodborne Two that I keep talking about. Like, if Bloodborne hey. Two comes out and they have four point five optimized on it, there's no way I'm buying it for the four, right? Like, there's just no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if you're if you're serious about this stuff and if you want your games to run relatively well, you're either going to get everything on a PC, or if it's an exclusive, then you're going to buy the fastest console you can that you can afford. Here's an interesting note for you. I was talking with my friend at work about this the other day, and obviously. This one's been flying around for a little bit. And what would you guys say? Do you know, like, obviously, where the consoles are expensive? Say, say a console comes out every two to three years, 500 bucks. What would you 
take on to sort of like a phone contract style where you're paying X amount every month, but you, you get to upgrade every two to three years and get a new your new console. Because that's been floating around quite a lot. I'm, I'm into that, but I do that with my phone right now anyway. Um, mm. Oh, crap. Y'all, if I, if, I, if I lose internet, the, like, I don't know if y'all can hear that, but the thunder just went crazy over here. So, oh, nice. It's uh, awesome. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, yeah, I, mean, I do that with my phone piece. now where I have to... Uh, actually turn in the phone every two years and they give me a new phone and I just it, mm. I think it's like a 50 or 60 dollar charge on my on my bill and it yeah it works out to about even and um it's in fact it's every year I can do that now since they changed the plan on AT&T um and I, I wouldn't necessarily mind doing that but like I, I trust Apple to do that for some reason because they've proven <laughs> that they can build quality machines year after year and but Sony has made like how many consoles? I mean, like, I know there's a lot of variations in between, but, like, do you really trust them to continually upgrade that hardware and for your games to keep running on them all the time? Like, there's something there's something different about the phone, <clears throat> that phone program in a console market. And, again, I think it comes down to the software that you're running on them. Like, I think, I, Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I think that, that's, that makes me worried because that's part of the reason why I like console gaming is because you, get it, you buy a game, you put it in, and you're pretty sure it's going to work. And yeah. a lot of the controversy with these new releases in the last couple of years not working are mostly centralized around PC gaming. And it is because it, it is slightly hard to optimize for because there's so much variety in hardware and software. Uh, I, w- I would say, though, on that point, like I do completely understand that. That's When it comes to PC, there is like there's, there can be like hundreds of different exactly. SKUs. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, there'd only be two, 4 and 4.5. So well, it's not going to be a problem, I'd say, for devs to optimize to that. Yeah, there's already it, problems with just the four. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> if it's going to go further, like you, like you're saying about this potential, and obviously this is all speculation, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't know. <laughs> we're not in the the era of um, the the. But y'all, y'all don't y'all didn't know I worked at Sony when we started this. I thought that's the reason you invited me into this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it just it, potentially, if they're constantly getting new phones, uh, new phones, new new consoles every couple of years, there's people who will be buy who will just buy it outright, and then they'll yeah. be stuck with that console. And so then you've got games that are trying to optimize for multiple potential hardware because game developers want to sell as many as possible. They don't want to sell mm. it just to the new model because that's restricting their sales and potential profit. And that's the problem we had with the first year or so of the, the new generation of the PS4 and Xbox One, is a lot yeah. of games were making for both generations. And so it, 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 yeah. it hum, hamstrung the games to some extent because they wanted to they wanted to get the installment base of the 80 million consoles on the, on the PS3, um, not the 5 million on the PS4. And so... Yeah, it just developers won't get into it. Like I think they'll it'll make them worry. At, um... No, you you make a real good point actually because now some of the as you say a lot of the developers are dropping sort of PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Sixty games. The quality is getting better. Yeah, because as you say, they really can good. just concentrate on PS Four, Xbox One, and really zone in and the optimization. Optimization, Jesus Christ! The optimization <laughs> of the games. Oh man! But yeah, they can they can zone in the optimization on those two consoles, and that's why these games are just just getting better all the time. So I don't know. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. I know it's I know it's been talked about. I like the model we have because yeah, it, I can put a game in and I know. Well, I say I know it'll work. Some games just don't. <laughs> I, I've never had a problem with any games really on PS4. Like you get the odd. Cr- I've had maybe one or two crashes. Oh what? Mm. Like I mean, I get stuff all the time, and like <laughs> I mean, like just poor performance issues. Like you you look at the conversation we oh, had about yeah, Firewatch yeah, yeah. before they patched it. You look at yeah. Salt and Sanctuary, which is a brand new game that has save corruption bugs. You look yeah, at, watch out for that, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> back, back Ma- manu- manually back up your saves to the cloud. Um, <laughs> yeah, but again, that's, that's nothing compared to to what you've seen on like the um, Assassin's Creed Unity on PC. <laughs> uh, like those. Oh, ab- yeah. oh, absolutely. The PC is definitely worse for it. And you look at the the app store on iPhones, and it's it's a nightmare of trying to figure out what your device can support. And Apple has put some tools in there so that when you try to buy a game that your device doesn't support it tells you but if you look at a yearly console model like at some point somebody's going to buy a digital game and it's going to ask you are you do you have the playstation 4 the 4.1 the 4.2 the 4.3 like that's just a yeah. ridiculous place for me and again games are games are already so complex and we already have so much developers already have so much of a hard time making them work reliably on everything that adding more complexity to that I don't think is a good idea. But that being said, I, I really want that 1080p 60 24 seven. Like I, yeah, I hate seeing anti lazing. I, I hate seeing that tearing. Like I hate when stuff slows down. Bloodborne is a, a really good example of a fantastic looking game, but when it chugs, man, it chugs, you get three people in a game and it's, it can get like down into the single digits frame rate. And I'm not trying but, to be like a digital foundry type guy over here, but like, I just want stuff to look fine, right? Like, I just want it to look okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I do make you right on that. Like, frame rate, like, when you get small drops and that, it's not an issue. But when I'm in the uh, lecture building and I'm farming for souls, killing all those people in that halls, and they surround me and it drops to five frames and the game's barely fucking moving, that's that's a big deal. Do you know what I mean? That's that, that The game's literally coming to a standstill where you can't play a game like that. Like, when it drops to sort of 25 or whatever, it's not a big deal. But when you're dropping down sort of 10 to 5 frames where the game's not moving, that's that's a huge deal. Yes. Uh, and that's what Firewatch was so, doing. That had, What was that? That was like load problems, wasn't it? It was basically stopping mm-hmm. and stuttering. And that it's can ruin that stuff, a game. Yeah. yeah, it can ruin a game's experience. Yeah, that was bad in that game because there's not really much going on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Paddy's yeah. gonna love us. Digital Foundry. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the reason I said that. Because I, I, I know, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not trying to be one of those guys that, like, you know, what was it? What were they saying? Like, the frame rate plummeted to Plummets. 27 yeah, <laughs> frames per second. Ridiculous. And it's not that, Absolutely. but it's, yeah, it's, it's just wanting games to run smoothly and, and giving developers the ability to do that. All yeah. of that said, if they announce a 4.5 and it's like 300 bucks or 400 bucks, and I can sell my PlayStation 4 for like 200 bucks, I'll probably buy the damn thing. Because again, I'm just terrible with money and I like gadgets. So, yeah, see, I'm the same as you. I'm terrible with uh, I'm terrible for gadgets. I've got no money, but yeah, we still just go out and spend all our non-money that we don't have anyway on gadgets. We can't help it. It's like, oh, just uh, I work hard, damn it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Bloodborne, <laughs> I just yeah. No, I was talking about this. I see this. The there's a Bloodborne board game. Well, it, I thought game. it was a board game, but it's actually a card game, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, very interesting. Like uh, Paddy, once again, hello. God, we're mentioning Paddy a lot on this one, aren't we? He posted a picture of uh, someone had gone to like a, a, it was like a board game trade show and they'd spotted it there and it hadn't even been announced and it was just like there on the shelf. I was just like, hmm, super, super interested. Like I've got like literally no info on it at all. That it's a Bloodborne card game. I have no one to play it with, so I have to play it by myself. But I'm gonna fucking buy it anyway. <laughs> yeah, what, I, what I've heard is that it's based off the Chalice Dungeons, which I found hilarious. <laughs> I instantly <laughs> thought of of Gary and Cole. <laughs> on, on <my> <laughs> um, yeah, it, but, um, it is based off the Chalice Dungeons, and I, I guess because I was in the speaking of Gary and Cole, I was in the Duckfeet Slack when a lot of this started coming out and um it was a real divided opinion on the guy that's making this and i can't remember the guy's name eric something but he apparently he's made these tcgs before and um people would like seem to either really like them or not like them at all so it's mm. gonna be kind of interesting to see how this game comes out I, I don't care about this stuff at all like personally like i think that's neat and if it has some cool art i'll be into it like i'm like if the cards are real neat i might want to collect them but i don't really care about it. i don't have anybody to play a bloodborne card game with my wife loves me she does not love me that much so. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> well, the wife to place the blood ball cards she'd be like fuck off <laughs> um, oh. yeah. well maybe we can play a skype game that'd be really cool for a podcast or a visual podcast with us playing it together with skype uh, you're absolutely right um, um but yeah, I'd be into it because I bought the expansion pack for um, The Witcher 3 so, so I could have the, the Gwent card game. <laughs> I haven't even touched the, the game, but I've played the card game <laughs> like three times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, I got my awesome. wife to play it. We got home. She's real, we're real tired. I said, no, you're playing with me. <laughs> we sat down and played it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting because it's just another another interesting thing coming out of um, FromSoft something that looks nice What's other it? than all the horrific Dark Souls 3 stuff that keeps popping up you know what, what? they're doing right now Fucking right have, have, y'all, have y'all seen this that they're doing right now IGN is streaming the first three hours of the game oh fuck off it, it, it popped up on my Facebook and so <sighs> I hit the comment section trying to see what people were saying about it and the very first comment is somebody from the Facebook saying, saying hey guys we know we're not trying to shove this in your face just don't watch it if you don't want spoilers and I'm like oh I hate that you know mother motherfucker everyone else <laughs> it's like it don't matter if we don't watch it people will watch it yeah, come on our thing and just type and just go there you go fucking well, have that on, uh, on that like I I've been avoiding stuff as you guys know um and it's interesting to see how annoyed you guys are getting after being quite loose with it to start with. Um, but it's just it's getting silly. It is getting silly, and I I just had enough. Like on my Facebook feed, there was um, Dark Souls the Facebook page. They had a thing, and it was the same yeah same kind of thing. Of it was showing off all the weapons, like six weapons oh, and, you can get, and the armor and stuff as well. Yeah, and it's like I was mm. like and I was like no, and so I had enough. And it showing off weapons is not a big deal. Like, it's not as big a deal as some of the other stuff. But so I just had enough, so I was like, I'm commenting. And I said, look, can you stop stop showing this stuff? We want, you know, the whole point of Souls is we want to experience it and find the stuff ourselves. And people just were so defensive of them showing it. Like, I was like, people were like, um, like spoilers, there's armor and swords and Dark Souls. <laughs> like, those are the comments I was getting as replies. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, I know, but you don't get yeah. it. <laughs> 
like they're like just don't watch it i'm like i didn't watch it i'm just annoyed of this stuff being around everywhere and how it's just yeah. not respecting the game and people it's funny there are actually a lot of people who just don't care um and yeah. that was that was a surprise to me um See, I'm not, I'm not massively fussed about, as I say, weapons and armors and things like that. But some of those things can give away major story points. Some of them are so important for yeah. plot points, and I, I just think they've gone a bit mad. Like with their, their, their. Like I like the guys that like fighting cowboy and obviously dreaded cone and that. They're nice guys, but that beginner's guide, jeez. Oh man, uh, come on. I'd, I'd. I got in a whole thing about this because I was trapped at a trade show and I, I was kind of hung over at the same time. So all I could do was sit there and play on my phone on Twitter while I was waiting for people to come by and buy stuff from me. And um, man, just that the just the tone of all of this stuff. And it seems like the it really seems like and, it, and maybe it's true and maybe I'm disconnected. And Neo Loki had a good point of like a lot of this stuff isn't aimed at real enthusiasts like us. It's just aimed at the general market, general mainstream marketplace. But yeah, them kind of adopting that whole Twitch streamer personality as part of their marketing plan is just it just rubs me the wrong way. I got no problem with people making their living on stream on Twitch. I have no problem with people streaming games and all that stuff. I just just it's just like the worst parts of the Dark Souls community to me. And that's coming from somebody who is literally runs the worst part of the Dark Souls community. Like, <laughs> it's just some of the, like, it's just, it's just off-putting. It's nothing about what I like, about why I like Dark Souls. And that's, ugh. we talked to, uh, look, I already had one rant on this podcast. You can't get me started on the second one. <laughs> All right, one. let's do it. Let's do it. What we've been playing. Jeremy, what you've been playing. Um, you want to talk about playing? the big one? Can we get into it? Well, we, we, yeah. I know. Actually, we, why, don't, obviously... why don't you why don't y'all talk about the division first? Because you, you, I know that's been a that was a game that came out when you were gone. So I'm sure you have a couple of weeks worth of information okay. to talk about the division, right? I'm going to let Vader start with this because I've got a few opinions. <laughs> this is, I like it. What Vader's got to say? I really like the division, but I haven't had much time to play. I'm only like level twelve, <laughs> um, but I, I really mm. like it. I like the gameplay. I like the shooting. Um, um, I like playing by myself. Um, people have been likening it a lot to Destiny. I I think that you can. There's some similarities, but I, in, in general, I think it's a completely different game because completely different. It's um, a loot shooter. That's the only thing that I feel is the same. Yeah, but even then, the loot is better. I find because there's ah. a lot more, <laughs> there's a lot more variety, and I, well, I find the stats have a lot more to do with your character. There's a lot more customization to your character, whereas there was like one number in Destiny that you're trying to increase. It's like Whereas this, there's multiple, there's different perks and things that you need to consider. I think that I think that I, I like that there's more an RPG element to it. Um, I'm pretty sure Destiny kind of marked the fact that they're a little bit, a bit of an RPG shooter, and it's really not. It really, really isn't. Um, yeah, well, they, 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 they tried to be a sort of an open world thing, but it's uh, it, Destiny's never been an RPG, but it's always been a fa- fantasy shooter. And the thing I like with Destiny was like with the weapons that you earn they had character they had soul divisions weapons are just boring fucking tosh <laughs> right right, right. Hey, I'm gonna get I'm talk. gonna get into this because <laughs> I, I spent 15 hours with the beta and I, I did enjoy it but I've come to the main game and I fucking hate it I really hate <laughs> I it. I did not expect that at all. Really? I've I already traded. I've already, I've already <laughs> traded it in. It's gone. It's gone. Really? What? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I even. Well, you see, I've done a few live videos, and I kind of hit a brick wall with it. I hit level 
got to be 12, 13. I'm so bored with it already. Like, massively, massively bored. And I don't know whether it's me or what. I just... I'm finding the gameplay loop... I'm not going to say repetitive because most games are repetitive. I just find it very... I can't even think of the word. It just doesn't gel with me at all. I don't... (laughs) I've I've gone off... the, The shooting mechanics I've gone off of completely. Like... I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have spent 15 hours with the beta. Maybe that's what done it for me. I don't know. Was that but both I, times? I, was that the both betas? Or? No, I didn't play the second one. I didn't okay. play the open beta. I, I just find the loot really uninspiring and boring. I'm like, I'm doing all this hard work, looting, looting, looting to get an M60 green. Oh, now I've got an M60 blue, which is the same with a, a perk that I don't even care about. Oh, now I've got it purple. Oh, See, that's that's the interesting thing. Is, <laughs> I, I'm not actually playing the game for loot. Like, I'm not chasing loot. The loot is a, is a byproduct of the gameplay, I find. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying the world, and I'm enjoying just shooting the dudes. <laughs> yeah. And See, right. Yeah, go on. Have you played much? I, I, this is, I'm mixed about co-op. I really like co-op. I've played a little bit with um, one of the mm. hosts of the Gamers Plural podcast. Um, in the first week and I played a bit with my cousin and Oz um, and I like the co-op I think the co-op works um, really well with the cover yeah. shooting I found it's a lot more tactical than Destiny where you've just got three or four guys just running around shooting things it's just meant there's no like real tactical stuff I find with that kind of shooting Ooh, Res- see oh, I would say the opposite in a uh, lot of, in, in the high end stuff you're playing in Destiny oh, maybe, maybe, maybe more high end stuff but in general, it's just you're running, running and gunning, and there's not. It's just, yeah. Whereas I, I really like the cover. I really like that you can. The flanking is really works really well on this because of the cover type shooting. But that said, I actually really I find being in co-op, running around the open world, you miss the wonder and the exploration side of things because you're too busy just working together. So I like both uh, for different reasons. I just mm. like going through the city. Like I've barely seen any of it. Um, it's huge and it just yeah I really like exploring and finding new streets in New York to, to, to loot yeah. and to to kill dudes yeah the, the one thing I will give this game it is a very well represented New York I think it looks it looks beautiful the world they've laid out is gorgeous and it, it yeah it's fantastic like running around the city you feel like you're running around New York in this sort of post pandemic situation but uh, just shooting dudes with hoods and more dudes with hoods and there's not enough I I feel there's not enough variation on the enemy types I don't think as well I guess what I actually you're right there um the the three different factions they have three different versions there's like the same type of people (laughs) in the different groups They've got the grunt who runs at you. You've got they've got the sniper. You've got the um, the, the tank. Mm-hmm. But what I find it like, I like that you can shoot the gas tanks of the <laughs> the guys and the grenade pouches. <laughs> it's just the best thing ever. Like, boom! and you're like, yep, he's gonna die. <laughs> and then boom, um, he explodes. That was my favorite thing from the beta. And then I got bored with yeah. it by the end of the beta. <laughs> so, uh, I'm hearing later that there wasn't. Really, you, like hearing later that there was just like more of that happening, I was like, eh. Uh, oh, no, do you know I, what my favourite part of the whole entire game is? I'll, I'll give you literally the first five minute intro 
that was so fucking awesome. <laughs> I see, I that, and I was that. like, yes, that that set the world for me. And then the story just fucking it might f- fell down a manhole and disappeared. I don't know where the fuck it went. It just ran away and there was nothing. I, I seriously, I felt like I was what I was doing missions. I was like, yeah, why why am I doing it? That I I don't know who wrote this. Uh, I'm I I'm so disappointed that I, this is how I feel about this game. I don't know. It's like it's like CJ with Bloodborne. I don't know what's happened. I just I can't. I really don't like it. Oh, I, yeah, um, I'm still I'm still waiting to it. Um, I don't know if you you can shoot people's grenade grenade pouches as well, which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they explode. Um, there's I, I I think the AI is a bit more clever. Like last night mm. I was doing. Yeah, um, the AI is good. Um, like they have guys who have different perks like you do like they can they have engineers who can put down little turrets who can um, cover you uh, I, I just think that's really cool um, I was I had a, I was doing a mission I was only level 11 was a level 12 mission by myself and it was the last firefight and they're coming all from different angles and I end up being covered by like two snipers and they pretty much if both hit me at the same time it's, I'd be dead, dead instantly and I end up discovering something new about the AI you can actually lose them it's not like other shooters where they just no matter what they always know where you are whereas this oh I, yeah you can lose them yeah I, I, and they, they start saying it like where is he we've lost him and I, thought, I was like this is cool um, and I end up like having this massive stealth kind of Metal Gear Solid type thing with this one boss sniper who could almost one shot me and I had no I had no medipacks left and so I was just like just can't, it was, this is the middle of uh, Times Square, and it was just awesome. Like, and I ended up sneaking behind him, and he was still kind of blind firing to where I was to try and you know kind of um, suppressing kind of fire because he thought I was still there, and I had snuck behind him, and I thought that was really cool. Like, and and then shot him in the back, and I won. Um, but it was super tense. I only had a quarter of my health left. One shot, I was dead, and yeah, it was great. Having a blast with it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are. <laughs> I'm glad somebody. Uh, I'm so, so gutted. Um, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> I, I knew both of you guys were going for the division, and um, I, I had some other issues with the division that I coming out of the beta. I had some weird political issues with that game. I think just with the, hey, there's some guys looting. Go shoot them. And then, like, shoot that's, them. A, that's that's a they're weird loot, political thing in America they're, nowadays. They're, loot, they're looting a dead body. Let's go kill them. Bang, bang. Let's go murder them. Yeah, like Let's what? Let's go murder them for trying to find <laughs> some e- stuff um, to survive. Uh, that's in every game. That's in every game. It's like, <laughs> like the, Uncharted. No, like shoot Destiny, murderer. I'm shooting killer aliens that are trying to eat my face. Yeah, but Uncharted... Like, look at that. How many dudes you kill? <laughs> if you if you look at the... Uh, if you actually, oh, and if you I hate Uncharted notes, as well, so... If, if, you, if you look at the notes, I actually wrote down... Because um, I, I finished Uncharted 1 remaster. I killed 779 people oh, in that, that game. Th- that is absolutely oh. ridiculous. <laughs> like, that is... No, that, I, was, I was telling my wife, I was like, I've killed 800 people for nothing. I got nothing out of this. This is insane. The, and that's the issue. Like that's the reason I, I didn't want to play. That's the reason I didn't want to play the division because it makes it such a realistic world that once you take the mm. once you try to put that much realism into it, like actually having me shoot people that are just doing real things makes me feel like a shitty person. And Uncharted yeah, yeah, is the yeah. same way, even though it's it, it's a little bit more of an Indiana Jones type thing. I'm not trying to take away your fun or anything. I just that's that no, was no, I can't, I, can't, I, do it. I can't understand. I and those things have crossed my mind. Um, yeah. But they do in the in the main game. They portray how 
bad some of these groups are. Like, there's the um, the cleaners, the oh, the cleaners. Guys. They, yeah, they 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 need killing most they, definitely. They go through <laughs> and they will just find people and burn them alive. Yeah, that that seems very very bad. Like, I, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, then there's the gangs, which is your first kind of group you fight. It's the same thing. They're just like they're just thugs. So right, I, I, yeah. I can see I can see what you mean. Um, but again, all games do it to some extent. Like Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, mm, absolutely. Starts mm-hmm. murdering people. To, 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 <laughs> the, I haven't played the newest Tomb Raider, but uh, the the first and the reboot a couple from yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago was. Exa- I had the same issue with that as I do Uncharted, um, and as, and as I have with the Division is like I don't want like you can't make a world this realistic and then have me murder everybody in it. Like that just the, makes me feel like a bad person. The new Tomb Raider is very similar. Um, what's the difference mm-hmm. is that it's a it's this organization that's just doing whatever they can to get power and so but what makes it even worse is that it, you you find out quite clearly that they are just hiring mercenaries like mercenary soldiers so then yeah, so it's just dudes trying to pay the rent you're murdering them <laughs> yeah yeah that, that makes it a little bit worse for me <laughs> but again it's a game they will do it it's just it's not yeah yeah but the I other think... reason that um i didn't get into the division was because as i was playing the beta uh Boy, just filling up those bars with numbers were just kind of not appealing to me whatsoever. And uh, talking to our boy Josh Crow, aka Morbid Beard, on Twitter, um, he got me kind of hyped for that Hitman game. And yeah. I didn't think that mm. either one of you seemed interested in it. And I kind of wanted to play it. And then uh, I watched the Giant Bomb Quick Look, and that got me way into it. And that game is so much fun. Like, that's the exact opposite of what we're talking about. Where number one, there's no numbers to fill up anywhere. Like you just walk around the, the world and find stuff to kill stuff with. Like you don't level up. Your <laughs> gun. <laughs> there's none of that. Um, and then second, like the whole idea of being this hitman, being this assassin, is that you can murder people on the way there to murder your target. But that's probably not the best way to go about it. And they give you so many options to get in there and to kill your targets and just almost have it be a total accident. Guys, that game is so much fun. Like, I haven't gotten back to it since Salt and Sanctuary came out, but I will because that game is just it's awesome. Like, it's so yeah. much fun. And I, I like one of you... No, I haven't played. I've played the original Hitman. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it, and I haven't really played any since that. Um, yeah, no, Blood one... Money. I I played all of them. Well, I think yeah, it's Blood Money. Actually, I have all yeah, the PS3 ones because I got on PlayStation Plus. They're on my console. I just never played them. <laughs> I'm the same way. In fact, because uh, I, I was when I redid all my PS3 stuff, I noticed that I had them. I didn't even realize it. So I'm, I might go try to go back and play some of them. But man, this game looks so good and it plays so good. And it, there's so many like quality of life things in it. Like it does a it does a thing that Dark Souls 2 does, which is kind of let you set your own difficulty. So like in Dark Souls 2, you can you, you can join that covenant that doesn't let you summon and that doesn't mm. let you um, uh, extinct any enemies in the area. Um, yeah, and then. In this game, like you can see, some, oh, crap! I'm just dropping. My you can see things in the environment, but you can you can set the game to either give you hints or to give you to give you waypoints for things or not. So, and this, this I'm not going to count this as a spoiler because it's like a training mission basically. But there's a one of the first things that you can do is like you hear these two officers talk about like a safety pre-flight safety check. And then through like a series of events, you basically can kill your target by ejecting him out of a fire seat, uh, out of a, a fighter jet. <laughs> <laughs> and it is amazing. And like you can either have the game walk you through step by step, like okay, you need to get the checkboard. 
you need to walk over here and meet this guy, you need to get this outfit, you need to do this. Or you can just discover all of that stuff and have all of the UI elements to completely gone. And there's there's like eight of those per level, and the levels are huge. Like you can find stuff and be like, why would I ever do anything with this? And then 20 minutes later realize, oh, it's because he'll come over here to get that, and then I can make him do this. And man, I'm just I just wanted to talk that game up so much because it's not the usual thing. <laughs> you know I, what? I very much enjoyed it. <clears throat> Well, I, I, I'm getting £36 back on my trading. I think I may pick that up. That does sound cool. It sounds like the old Blood Money style, not like the the, the the latest ones that they did. It sounds like they've gone back to proper Hitman style. And the, the release structure is weird because I guess it's not a full game. Yeah, no, it's going to be like a... Um, yes, yeah, it was, it was episodic, like 15 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just the... It, but, the area you get like a demo area and then like a training area and then like a full level which is this um fashion show in paris and that level is huge <laughs> like it is just enormous and you can just wander around in it i keep finding new places like i found the kitchen the other day and i'm like what would i ever need to do in oh that dude likes sushi <laughs> and i could be a sushi chef okay okay i'm getting this awesome so yeah there's only one person killing that mission then or there's two um so there's a there's a guy and a woman and depending on how you approach it like you can learn different things about him that seem would seem to feed into the i guess whatever plot that they have going like there's a whole plot to this game that i've totally ignored i feel bad like it's just like destiny all over again where i'm just like whatever i just want to play the game leave leave all this stuff out of it um but yeah there's there's different things that you can learn and then there's a lot of uh like actual unique npc characters like at one point i've stumbled across uh like an arms dealer who was trying to meet with my target to discuss like a trading of secrets and I could I could utilize him to get close to my target and or but I just stumbled across that dude like I just like kind of was walking by and he was talking and I was like what's this dude saying and then it came up as like opportunity found and I was like oh shit let's do it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah fun game I just wanted to mention it because yeah I, I I'm so glad that after especially after hearing Clifford's remarks on the uh, division that I kind of avoided that so yeah no hitman what about my <laughs> my my comments about liking the division. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, but you don't like Life is Strange, so you're basically dead to me. <laughs> we could talk about that again if you like. But that game's hella good, yo. No, hella not. good, y'all. Hella good. <laughs> uh, I put this on Twitter, and uh, I, Vader, I know you saw this, but uh, I was watching. I got home late from uh, being out of town and I was watching the GDC awards, which is like some of the most cringeworthy shit that I've ever seen in my mm. life. Um, as most like gamers in real life are just like life, life is strange. Is stra- <laughs> just like life is strange. Life is strange won an award and the writer got up there along with all the development crew and everything. And the writer actually said, um, hella, thank you to everybody <laughs> that gave him the award. <laughs> Amazing. And just so everyone oh, knows, so I responded good. to the tweet saying they should have taken it off him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's completely, obviously, self-aware that people are taking the mick out of him for putting that. Oh, in there. absolutely, he's, yeah, that's, absolutely. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but what? Yeah. What did he yeah. actually win the award? Was it the writing that won the award, or was it the game in general? It was the game in general, but it wasn't like the best game of the year or anything. I'd have to look up what it was. It was some best style. I don't. The awards all sounded kind of dumb to me, to be honest with you. Like, uh, <laughs> I, and I was I was just trying to watch. The only cool thing um, is one of my favorite iOS games got nominated for a, a mobile award, and that was a game called uh, Alpha Bear. And 
no one ever talks about that game. I was surprised to even hear anybody discuss it. it. Yeah. Ah, you've just reminded me of something, Jeremy. Do you know you played Silent uh, Silent Night? Is it, was it Silent Night? No, bloody hell, Lifeline. <laughs> Lifeline. Yeah. Lifeline. You said you picked up Lifeline too, didn't you? I did. And I think that, I've already deleted it. <laughs> yeah, that was the magic one. There is actually uh, a Lifeline 2 that follows on from the space story. Oh, is there really? Okay, yeah, it's called, it's called, yeah, it's called Lifeline Silent Night. It's a direct sequel to the one you played. <clears throat> Excellent, because I didn't. I didn't get on with the. Uh, I didn't get on. I'm yeah, sorry. I've, I've not rubbing off the of magic me. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have deleted it off my phone. I didn't like the magic one very much at all. Like, I yeah, just, no, I, I didn't play that one. It. But yes, in fact, yeah. I switched to uh, eighty days because I didn't like that one very much. And eighty days is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I told you. See, I am. I know. I know. So maybe yeah, you should play the once, <laughs> You're like a broken <laughs> clock. You're right once a day. <laughs> hey. <laughs> This is uncalled for. Uh, it, it was that angry. His voice just went all crazy. <laughs> oh, um, but I think that's really all I've got. Um, I played some of the new Twilight Princess. I don't really have much to talk about with that other than it's... If you guys have played Twilight Princess, you know exactly what it's like. It, it looks real nice on the Wii U, but it's it's just kind of a background game. Like I, I'm just playing it every once in a while here and there. I'm not going very fast in it, but if y'all have questions about it, I'd be glad to answer them, but it's, it's, it's Zelda, you know, it's just, yeah. I've been doing that same game since Ocarina of Time. So yeah, I've been, I've played the original. I'm sure it's not any different. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a less waggle. If you played it on the Wii, like I did. <laughs> yeah. I played it on the Wii as well. Bloody waggle. <laughs> uh, uh, so Vader, before we Jim's get on good. to obviously the one game you finished Colossus didn't you yeah you did how'd you yeah. feel Vader has some uh, Vader has some controversial opinions about Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> well that's why I talk dare. about them now because you guys are just being mean to me <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare be mean to Colossus <laughs> now nah, go on fu- yeah um Opinions are fine if I was allowed them. Just to be clear. Yeah, no, you don't, man. I want to hear them. Um, yeah, I'm still yet to edit the last two videos. Like, actually, I think what made the endings uh, worse for me is I did the last two bosses in a row, and so mm. ended up being like three hours of this playing. <laughs> um, yeah, I think in general, I can understand people's appreciation for the game as a as a as a art piece of work like an artwork uh yeah. the music i'm not a music person but the art direction is very good um yeah. the situational music and sound effects are fantastic like when you duck under the water the audio changes yeah uh depending on where like even there's echoes inside rooms like you the, your voice when you're yelling for your horse changes and i think that's fantastic like well, when you and when you get on top of the Colossus, like all of that was stuff, uh, all of that was dynamic. Like, and that was kind of a, a big thing at the time on the PS2 is like, you know, it wasn't just a track that was playing. Like anytime you got up to it, like that, that da music would kick in. And like, that's all like in the yeah. engine. Like that, I thought that was really neat. <clears throat> yeah. So the, and there's a lot to it. It's scenery wise. It looks amazing and stuff, even though it's old, janky graphics. Like it, the setting is fantastic. Um, the world is awesome. Um, the Colossus is Colossi. Is it Colossi? It's, I keep doing this in my in the next playthroughs. Is Colossi plural of Colossus? Uh, That's what I always say. Yeah, yeah I would say Colossi, yeah. yeah. 
Colossus is, is it just sounds stupid. Colossus is, 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 They look, they look great. Um, the, the, the uniqueness between them is awesome. Um, the character, yeah, the character behind it. Um, but just the last couple of Colossus really, Colossi let me down. Like, hmm. Like the the like was the last one's that like that ultra climby stupid one, isn't it? There's the one <laughs> I know, you've so got st- the one stationary one, yeah. Yeah. Like there was a few I, I think if this game had modern controls and, and and stuff, it would be a lot better because just the jankiness was frustrating at time. And I think because also because I was recording it, it just gets frustrating because you end up going, okay, I'm now going to replay the same thing for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to have to edit this out and so that adds on to my frustration like the third to last boss was a, a reskin of the bull boss that you were scared mm-hmm. of fire earlier and I thought the concept was fantastic I think me and you Jeremy talked about it um, we did um, I thought the concept was great that instead of climbing the Colossus which has been the thing of the game you're climbing the scenery and the Colossus is making that scenery move I thought it was great but I ended up just getting knocked down, like after there's a, a, a key point you get to in this little cutscene. And I was on top of this tower that the Colossus had not knocked over. And it knocked me over when I hit the ground. I was stunned. And then I just was stun locked to death by the Colossus. And that stuff yeah, irritates yeah. me. That's just not fun. And then I had a glitch where the Colossus just disappeared. Like he just vanished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was pretty funny. That's um, that's also a factor of the uh, of the remake. Um, when they remastered it, they used the uh, PAL version, the European version, which okay. for some yeah. reason is is dramatically harder than the original North American release. Oh, okay. I don't know if they just thought we were all because I've. I noticed that in trying to do all of the time attacks, um, and that fifteenth Colossus, the, the the one before the last one. Um, I mean, I on PS2 I can knock that dude out in like a minute and a half, two minutes, I think. And like for whatever reason on the the uh, PS3, it's, and the, it's 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 just a nightmare. The dude does not stop shaking. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. So they exactly. Did, I, I, got, yeah, I lost yeah, my they, lolly, man. I lost my lolly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because the him, like even the gimmick to get him to stomp on the little bit of land, was really like a lot more arbitrary than a lot of the other gimmicks. And because each boss has a little gimmick. Like, each one yeah. made sense and you could pick it, whereas this one, I honestly just would, did not get what was going on. Like, I just ran around for, like, 15 minutes going, what is going on? Like, um, but then you climb him, and I finally get to the top of him, and it's, maybe it's because I'm impatient, but if you've done the hard yards and you got to the top, you should be able to beat the Colossus in that go, whereas this was, he, he, he went through my whole stamina bar, and I have eaten a lot of those damn lizards. I've been in a heck of a lot of them. Um, and he went to my whole stamina bar before w- without me being able to take one hit. And so I actually climbed him six times, I think it was. Oh, jeez. Mm. Yeah, that's that's just the worst. It and can be frustrating, you should, um, yeah. And Now that you've finished it, if you, if you can do the uh, time tra- time attacks, um, you get like special weapons, and then you can go back in there and really kill their ass. Like You get like a harpoon that you can spear them from the ground and things like that. Like It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is cool. Um, I wonder if that'd have been cool just in the actual game that you could have done thing to unlock things like that. But anyway, but then so that 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 boss irritated me because of just the shakiness. And then I got to the final boss, and I thought the the run up was kind of cool because it was this um, almost like a World War Two bunker defense game yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden. But I also didn't like that that it just changed so drastically the mechanic of the game. Like now it was become a cover shooter. <laughs> 
I was like, what is this? Um, and the way they tracked and the way it just killed, the same thing happened. Um, I spent ages getting to the top, got to the top, and I, he just shook and shook and shook. Knocked me off. I went right to the bottom. And if anyone knows the game, it, it's a really tall climb. Yeah. Really. Hit the ground. It takes a while. Before I, before I even could get up, two blasts I was dead and had to redo the whole boss again. Yeah, and I will. I will say I, I feel your pain. I've broken a controller on that boss before. Yeah, so I do. And, I, I do understand. And <laughs> yeah, I, I understand the final boss needs to be epic, but I kind of get frustrated with games where I, I love the Metal Gear Solid Four and not Metal Gear Solid games. But actually, the end sequence fight was fantastic, and the concept was really cool. I just didn't like that you've played a whole game one way, and now it's forcing you to fist fight, and the mechanics weren't very good for fist fighting. <laughs> Um, that that's Metal Gear Solid ending and I, I actually got really frustrated with that that it's and the same thing with Shadow Colossus the game's taught you to hit weak points whereas now to actually progress you have to just attack his hand and there's no mm. indicator that you have to do that I yeah. actually accidentally did it and that's how I was like oh this is how you do it and so I found that the, the sudden change of mechanics in the game was like misplaced in, in the level in the boss does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, Good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, just I, was, I mean, just watching watching your, your videos on, on YouTube, um, and I think I've been watching them since just about the beginning, like, it's it's obvious you're struggling with the controls more than anything. Oh, for sure, um, and the for game, sure. The, the game does a real piss-poor job. Like, there, there's actually stuff in there to help you out. Um, I was noticing, like, when you were, I think it was the the one, the, the, the bull variant or whatever where you're having to climb the environment to get away from him um like you were trying to aim the bow at him but if you aim the bow and then press l1 like it will just go it'll zoom right to him every time but the game does like a really bad job of telling you i didn't know that because that's one thing that irritates me is that the auto where you push square to target and it just it it just looks away from where you're looking the camera's looking it looks to where the character's looking but to shift the character where he's looking is so fiddly and glitchy that sometimes you'll fall off the ledge trying to do it um oh that's interesting i'll be interested i'll be i'll be interested to see how their um new game comes out the last guardian because yeah i'm very keen for ico oh i am too i just but man it's just been in development for so long like i don't i just hope it's like of substance like i hope it has something there to it I'm, i'm but oh, man, oh, for I'm sure. worried about it. So I really, as I say, I, I, I got frustrated with some of the bosses. The spectacle and wonder of the game is still very up there, and I can fully appreciate why it's so um, loved by many. I think if I had played it in the generation it was made for, yeah. it would have been a different story. Now, yeah. in hindsight, it's, it's hard to take that full love that you guys have for it from it. I'm mm-hmm. glad I've played it, but it, there was... Someone said... Who was it? It was in the most recent Bonfire Side chat. I think Gary said Shadow of the Colossus isn't frustrating. Talking about Titan Souls. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Yes, it is. Actually, when I was listening to that, I, was, I thought about you and, and the difficulties you've been having with it. I, I really think it's just down to the different versions we've been playing because, man, the, the remaster is so much harder than the original release, at least here in North America. So Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing because in the UK, which is obviously that version, it, it can be super, super tough. But, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, I think if you get to if you get onto a Colossus, you shouldn't have to repeat the same junk. Like unless you make a stupid mistake, yeah. like that that's fine. You you do something dumb, that's your fault. But the yeah. fact that they can wiggle and wiggle and wiggle, like it's it's Zelda 
um, Twilight Princess, <laughs> the Waggle, <laughs> but the Colossus is doing it instead. Um, so they, they just waggle for like, and it's like three, four minutes straight of just wiggling, and you're like, I just can't attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the final boss was the same thing. I was up there for, uh, I think I was on his head for about 20 minutes before I managed to actually kill him. Jeez. Like, it was just absurd. And then I was like, i go edit this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was an hour and a half yeah. to beat the final boss. Of recording time. Like, it was just absurd. But but then the ending, like I asked you, Clifford, it, it, uh, I always thought ICO, or Ico um, and Shadow Colossus were separate, but the whole horn thing just of the kid... Yeah. Am I, am I allowed always, to spoil the ending of been... Shadow Colossus? Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, th- those games are are like what ten years old now. Like, I think we're I think we're okay. Like I guess skip forward fifty um, like a couple of minutes if you don't want to be. But I mean, like who cares? Like we're not telling you anything mechanically, but All yeah, right. they're the, the games are linked. Like you can. It's kind of one of those uh, Dark Souls type lore things where you can read into it if you want to. Um, yeah. Like there's a lot of speculation that uh, Shadow of the Colossus is actually a prequel. And that because of the, your actions in Shadow of the Colossus, they invent the castle. They come up with the castle and like the caging system for the not caging system, but the sacrifice of the horned boys, and the and that happens in Ico. Um, but I mean, like none of that is in the game, and it's all just it's more just kind of alluded to. Mm. Yeah, I found the baby thing really weird. Um, <laughs> you get you get <laughs> yeah. turned into a baby. Is there any is there any alternative ending? Because I, don't, I noticed, I don't we, think so. No. You get to control the. Um, I called him like Legion. Um, yeah. Because it, it's like the voice that you hear is, I think he might Dorman. have a name. Yeah. It, yeah, it sounds Dorman. like there's multiple voices, and it reminded me of mm-hmm. you know like the story in I don't know if you know the story in the Bible about um, Legion, which was like mm-hmm. multiple spirits possessing someone, and that's what it sounded like to me. It was multiple voices. <laughs> or, or, or the Red Dwarf episode. Or, or the yeah. X Man named Legion too. Just, I mean, just yeah. to throw it out there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah, um, with multiple voices, and so I just, I knew he was bad from the beginning. Like, there wasn't much of a twist in the game. <laughs> like, I knew that you were doing something wrong. Like, I, I guess, I guess maybe when I played it, I was a young kid, so I didn't pick up on any of that. And so when it came to the end, I was like, <gasps> so as you say, like if maybe you'd played it as a whippersnapper, yeah, it may have, may have impacted you differently yeah um so yeah it was a bit weird like you get a control because he possesses your character um the main this this evil demon spirit legion thing um and you get to control him and you can attack the little soldiers is there an alternative ending if you can kill them because i was like this is this is more janky than any other game i can barely move (laughs) Nah, no, 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 you no, can't. No, it's not. Yeah, okay. I'm aware of, no. It's it's one of those things where you're set up to fail. I think you can you can do a pretty good job of it, like if you really work at the controls. But it's but it it's meant matter. for you not to be able to control. Yeah, which I think works with that game's themes. Like by the time you get to that point, you're so totally out of control. You you, you have no control over the monster you've created. So, hmm. well, well, who's taken over? Because um, I didn't actually notice, but um, I noticed near the end. I'm like, man, I look kind of creepy. And then I realized later that you actually you have been changing as you've killed the colossi you've become mm-hmm. darker and darker yep yeah and i didn't notice throughout the game because you just your camera's behind you but i need like the second to last boss i got a close-up of my face i was like whoa i look nasty i look really sick <laughs> 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 and I, I just thought it was just bad 
graphics <laughs> but then i realize <laughs> now that it's actually because of gameplay and that's cool that stuff is very, is fascinating and it's cool that it's in there and there's lots of little details in there that current modern games just don't bother with anymore and i i really dig that like so i can really appreciate that kind of stuff in the game when the demo came out um because i don't know if the demo released over there or not but over here it was mm. released with like playstation magazine or something and um I played the hell out of the demo, and it was just the first Colossus in like your little shrine or whatever. Yep. Uh, but it was so far ahead of the release that people just started like people were just screwing around in the world to see how far they could go. And um, you would you would kind of break the game if you went too far away from the main area. But you could actually climb to the very top of the shrine and see the baby and the deer and everything right. at the top in the demo. Like it was crazy. It was fucked up though. Cause the, 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 the woman was stood there like, like Jesus with her arms out in like a crucifix shape and stuff. Oh, it was just weird. Yeah. And that, and that like 3d <laughs> pose or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, it was mm-hmm. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Ice holders. Well, yeah, cause mm. I heard someone else. I think it was Chris actually on the Chomp Chain podcast. Um, he was talking. They were talking about on their podcast about how they broke. They got up to that point, that shrine, and it sounded yeah. like they were sure, like not sure what it was for. But maybe I just because I didn't know anything about that, the game. I didn't know enough about the game. It just was kind of went over my head. But yeah, it seems clear why that's all modelled up there is because it's in the cutscene. Yeah, so it just use the same space. There's um, also um, fruit up there that if you eat it, permanently reduces your stamina. Oh, I heard about that. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know why I know so much about Shadow of the Closets, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm just like a weird factoid repository of everything yeah, in this awesome. game. So, so it makes your yeah. stamina like rubbish. Like it goes right down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Huh. So you know, so that's like, so yeah, mixed feelings with Shadow of the Colossus. Really like it and frustrated with it at the same time. <laughs> Well, at least you've. Uh, it's one of those games that I think everyone should have at least played once. I think. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Cool. Yes. So, have you both been playing Salt and Sanctuary? Oh, yeah. Speaking about this. Oh, yeah. I got Absolutely. it. I, I picked it up first, and I was like, yeah, I'm playing something the other two aren't playing. And then you guys just burst my bubble and <laughs> took, stole all my limelight. I ordered it. <laughs> I bought it like a week and a half ago, and without realizing I was going to be out of town when it actually unlocked. So oh, like it was what? on my PS4 on Tuesday, but I was out of town until uh, Wednesday uh, night. That's so. why you weren't playing it, because you came into it a bit later. Division just got boring, so I had nothing else better to play. <laughs> well, you, cho- you chose wisely, because Salt and Sanctuary is rad as hell. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought you guys were kind of having mixed feelings with it. No, I'm, no, I'm back no, on board. No. Yeah, I'm... I'm <laughs> I started as a pure magic user without a shield, and uh, yeah. for anybody out there, man, do not do that. Like, it's that the hard is, mode. I think that's that is absolutely hard mode. I got. Well, oh, I'm not rough. using a shield. I have not used a shield once in the entire game. Why aren't you? Fancy? What? I've killed like ten bosses now. Not one shield. Well, I. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy to me because I'm, I'm not really using the shield a lot but yeah that's I've switched to two-handing like a giant so- fuck off sword which is yeah. way better than what the mage could do and um but I do when we get onto those like weird one-on-one enemies like I guess they're like bronze knights or black knights or whatever yeah the, the like, dark those souls are the ones black where knights I'm, 
Exactly. Yeah, like I, I switched to a shield so I can parry them. That, that's really the yeah. only time that I... Just, just, I... just wait till they're about to swipe. I-frame, roll through them, turn around, smash them in the head. Job done. You can kill them in two, in two reposts, though. <laughs> like, that takes yeah, forever. But if I miss a repost, I'm buggered. I'm not very good at parrying. I yeah. never oh, have man, been, even in it's Dark It's so Souls. satisfying. It's so uh, satisfying yeah. to... Have you done the curb stomp yet? curb stop no what is that you can stun enemies um and i've done it to the bronze knights a couple of times oh yeah you knock them on the ground oh yeah and you stumble on their head and it's instant yeah. kill yeah yeah and if you if you don't do it they get back up and they can keep fighting um yeah. for a while i longer. guess i guess we should we should probably back up and like i'm i'm not sure most people know what this game is we should probably actually say what the game is right like um this is a game released by scott studios that's a Kind of, it's a two D platformer, but it has a whole lot of DNA from Dark Souls, and I mean a whole mm. lot of DNA. Um, well, the, it's that's what I like. Like you mentioned, the magic yeah. user in Dark Souls, mm-hmm. going magic is easy mode. Like it's kind of well known that if you go, it's usually an easy way to get through the early sections of, of the game. Whereas I wonder if they've done that as to to mess with people, because <laughs> the mage is very hard to go with. Because that's what I've done. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been very hard to adapt to the new mechanics. So I think that's kind of a cool little twist to mess with us. I can definitely see now that I'm a little ways in, and um, I don't think boss names are spoilers necessarily. Cliff, I know you were having trouble with this one, but I finally put him down today. Tree of Men is the farthest. Oh, I've he's gotten. a bastard. He was yeah. a I, um, bastard. I, I had a I had a special trick with him that made I I, I died on him like ten times, but my last time he barely touched me. I don't even think I used any any healing potions. Um, wow, but. Yeah, yeah. You find a ring with fire resistance, and you wear a bunch of fire resistant clothing, and it's pretty uh, easy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. I've done that. I, I, I should have done that. Really, I've got a fire ring, and the butcher's clothes, I think it is, and they give you super high fire resistance. The oh yeah, my fire clothing. resistance was at like two thirty, like it was insane. And oh, yeah, his, his little fireball attacks. Ugh, what yeah. an idiot. <laughs> um, but. Like yeah. I, I can definitely see, and this is the cool thing about this game that's like Dark Souls, is that I can see where when I play this game again as a magic user, where I, I could go to specific places and get gear that's going to make things easy, like without having to kill a boss yep. early. Because yep. it seems pretty open. Like it's definitely gated. Like you need keys from that you get from bosses in certain places. But I already, I already can tell. Like okay, I can go down here and get this ring, and that's going to let me be able to get to this, and that's going to get me these clothes, and that's going to let me have the resistance I need to finish this boss. Like. It's very, very complex. I, I, I really dig that. Yeah, I'm, I've my first play, my main playthrough, just to try it out as mage, and I've gone back. I'm trying to do a little playthrough on the YouTube's, um, <clears throat> and I've gone just a night. Just right. Here's yeah, a question for you. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. I know you mentioned this in the last game. You're having problems with the controls on this one as well, aren't you? Um. <laughs> you just went real glitchy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I heard are you having problems. Is the last thing I got. Cliff, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I, I said yeah. You're, you're, you're having problems with the controls on this one as well, aren't you? <laughs> as well as Colossus. Well, well, Colossus is more that it's real janky and and, and it's not it's not smooth. This one, mm. the, it's, I don't, I don't. I'm not having. I wouldn't say problems because it's fine. It's just they seem odd to me it seems like the purposely not done souls controls to as a point of difference yeah. and they to me they don't make sense the controls do you um, know i my, my my retort for that was basically what i was i can't remember what i was speaking to early one because me uh, and uh me and mystic referee yeah that's right mm. well because you've done tree of man you you'll understand how important jumping 
is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel having for me personally, I don't know how. It, if I'm attacking with the R1 and R2, also then articulating my tiny little hands on the X to jump and attack and in that quick combination of things just doesn't work for me as they've got it set out my thumb because I can get between the jump and the attack so quickly that is the perfect set out for me like literally as the controls are now is perfect for my little hands if I had it set up like Dark Souls I think I'd struggle yeah, my uh, difficulty yeah. was coming into it thinking that I was playing Dark Souls. So, like, my my, my muscle memory to go in for, yeah. to, you know, the circle to roll or R1 to attack, and then you yeah. you start out as a mage, you have three heals. Like, and, you know, so I was I was wasting my heals in the middle of a level, like, trying yep. to get an attack. <laughs> yeah, no, I, when, de- I most certainly was doing that as well at start, definitely. What? But just like you're saying, Cliff, like, once I got kind of into it and kind of, now I'm, like, doing aerial attacks, and I don't know that I could really pull off aerial attacks very well if I switch the control scheme down mm. to, um, I put that on my Twitter earlier, like, you can adjust the PlayStation 4 accessibility settings to yeah. change it, but I'm, I'm not going to do that, like, I, I, no. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Oh, yeah, I'm just concerned I, that now I'm going to be, I'm going to be handicapped for Dark Souls 3 when it exactly. comes out next yeah, month. Exactly. <laughs> um, the the liver they're definitely livable, but yeah, that would be my make biggest criticism was the control, and I think you guys mentioned as well that the um kind of the menus are a bit me- mental, like it's hard to read. Very or, small, yeah. so small. They, they need to be large on the screen. They're only using this tiny little space in the middle of the screen where when they where you've got the skill tree. Considering the amount of shit that's in the skill tree, that's a big fucking oh skill my tree. God, <laughs> huge a, fucking skill tree. My god, damn that skill tree's but it's. It allows for really awesome, precise builds, which I I'm, I really like. Yeah, but uh, I'm yeah, not they, a huge they, fan of skill trees in general. Uh, they tend no, to, I really like it. Um, so I, I'm yet to to, to delve into this one further. Like mm. I haven't built up too much, but in general, I'm not a huge fan of skill trees, especially as How the far into it are you? Better. I'm not as far as you guys because I have a life. Okay. Um, Oh, shots fired! Um, Pew pew! (laughs) Wow, you guys been digging at me today. (laughs) Um, Now, um, I've I'm maybe five or six bosses in. Um, I've 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 met Mr. Jester. Um, That won't mean anything to anybody, but those who have, and then I've I've then I've switched and started another playthrough, and I've done the first two bosses on another playthrough. And go oh, is that is the second playthrough the video that you put up today or yesterday? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I watched those. Yeah, um, trying to explain. It. That's one thing that's quite for for a clone of like well a kind of a game that's inspired by Dark Souls. I really like that they've actually gone further in some of these mechanics. Like, mm. the, like the magic. There's a huge trade off. I really like the stamina. There's no MP bar. The stamina when you cast magic, it reduces your stamina bar. And mm-hmm. so there's this real, you can't just spam magic uh, because there's a trade-off. Yeah. And if you do, then you're not going to be able to roll or, or dodge when you need to. Um, and so I really kind of like that there is a serious trade-off with everything you do. Um, and I even like the wound mechanic. Um, yeah, you get when you I get, do too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what that is, for those who haven't played, you get hit. If you get hit with a large hit, your health goes down and you can heal, but your max health, you're like, there's still some side effect from being hit with a giant three meter club like kind, kind, yeah kind of think you, like max. um hollow in from dark souls 2 yes. every time you die but this mm-hmm. is with heavy you mean you hits. hits yeah yeah and the same thing yeah. with using a shield if you use a shield lot and you, you take some big hits i think it might be when you get uh if you shield too much and you get um 
your stamina runs out and you get shield broke. Yeah, you get staggered. Broke. Yeah, yeah staggered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your max stamina gets reduced then as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, everything's a trade-off in this game. And there's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Like even if casting magic can actually kill you if you don't have the right ring on. Yeah, because like yeah, if you, if you yeah, yeah. Because there's there's like yeah. elemental imbalances that you can be yeah. part of. I found I found like a ring today that's supposed to remove all elemental imbalance, and I was like, well, this is going to be worthless on my knight, but I know where this is on my magic character now. So you start mm. with it as a magic character, don't you? Do you? Yeah, like because so. maybe maybe I, I was, maybe I took it off or something. I don't remember I seeing t- it. I took it off because I was like, what the? Well, maybe I maybe I chose to start with it. Maybe it's a starting. One of the starting. Oh, gifts. it could be. It could be a choice or something. Yeah. Yes, I. Cho- I think I chose the ring as a starting gift. gift, and like I was like looking at new rings and the, the sometimes the descriptions because it's all new stats and stuff. It's hard to work out what's going on and what does what. And I was like, I don't know what this does. I'm going to take it off. And I started casting magic and I just died. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? You know, when we started, um, when we talked about Dark Souls 3 on that special with the Lore Hunter that we did, we talked about wanting, like, weird stuff to discover in the world, and this game is, like, full of it. Like, there's just, like, all kinds of, like, weird mechanics at play, and, like, how things interact with each other, and, like, how you do stuff, and, like, it's it's just, like, it's like learning a new game again, which is... Sounds weird to say, because you learn every game you play, but, like, it's it's like learning a new Dark Souls game. Like, it gives me... Like, at some point today, I was um, at the bottom of this dungeon... And I had no healing left, and I had like half my HP because you know I was wounded basically. And I was like, just I hadn't found a sanctuary in forever. Like, and I knew there had to be one somewhere mm-hmm. that I had missed one. I didn't want to use my horn that would like it's like my homing bone to go back, but I was carrying tons of souls. I didn't want to lose my progress, right? And I'm just like literally sneaking around, like trying to figure. Okay, there's an enemy over there holding my shield up, and I was thinking, like, man, this is exactly like Dark Souls One. This is exactly like is that air, that 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 thought of the unknown just being so yep. frightening. Yep. Yeah. It definitely gives good Dark Souls, and I, I, I really really dig that. Well, yeah. and it's, it's well, a lot of fun. I, I watched a, a thing with uh, Lobus. Uh, he, he's basically been doing a playthrough of it, but he's he had the um, the two developers, the two two people made this game, just two. The, yeah, the two developers um, on Skype chatting with him, and they basically just said it's it's their own thing, but it's a love letter. To, mm-hmm. to souls basically not not wanting to copy it but just taking everything they loved and kind of using it and I think they've done such a fantastic job yeah and, and they've built uh, on it as well like, like yeah. I said they've, they've, they've taken mechanics but then they've added their own that works really nicely in that in that difficult world um, that souls creates like it's 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 great yeah, the weird way that you deal with merchants and covenants in this game, and I'm, mm. I don't want to go into too many details. But yeah. I still don't I, I will understand say it completely. Just one thing to watch out for: if you level up your covenant, and if you and then you change it, you lose your progress in that covenant. The game yeah. really wants you to pick stick with one stick specific with one covenant. covenant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't worked or, out what... or take take one oath. I should say is not yeah. how the game. Oath, yeah. I, I haven't completely worked out the uh, the benefits and perks of each one. Um... Yeah. I'm I'm so, I'm so bummed because one of my one of my perks from a oath that I was in was really really good and I was really enjoying it like and then I switched not even thinking about it because I was kind of used to Bloodborne or Dark Souls two if I could just switch willy nilly mm. and not worry about it and then now can, I have you can switch back you can switch back but I'm level it, four in this one uh, <laughs> already how do you live but my, the now um if you so I guess to you get in every new sanctuary in, in there yeah, yeah. On so it, it, yeah 
Yeah, and every sanctuary you can um, offer a. Uh, it's not offer a donation. What is it called? Offer a something. It's idols. Uh, it's an icon. An icon. Yeah, yeah. So you offer one of the idols, and then yeah. if you find a leader idol, um, that's the leader of whatever oath that that sanctuary is attached to. Um, so once you go to the leader, and you can you can basically make offerings to the leader to level up in the covenant, which is like the ears that you've been collecting from enemies and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so, but now the covenant I'm in, I'm, and I feel like I'm stuck because I want to stick with one covenant, but now my health potions poison me. So that's really, really good. <laughs> so if I, chug, if I chug my health too fast, I get poisoned, which is just awesome. What, what covenant is that? Just so I know, just to stay well away. Um, <laughs> if you see anybody particularly gold-faced, you might want to... Ah, yes. Yeah, I know exactly what one. I've already yeah. smashed down a crystal thing and converted them to my faith. <laughs> I like, wish I had I'm done like, that because... I, I'm like a crazy terrorist coming and converting everyone to my faith. I'm like, you will be my faith. <laughs> Very you nice. see, I've just gone and joined every uh, oath I can just because it's a trophy and just because I'm trying to just experiment. Um, have you guys done the, the blacksmith? Well, it's not a blacksmith, the iron one. The, That's the, what I started out as. Yeah, by saying no right at the beginning, you get mm. yeah, offered the um, mm-hmm. the faithless iron-willed northern yeah. tribe people. Mm-hmm. Bods, yeah. Yeah. According to according to people um, like Allison by proxy, who is um, Lego, the the chick that runs Dark, the Lego Dark Souls. Yeah, Lego um, Dark Souls. She's yeah. got yeah, yeah, she's got uh, boss fight videos of I think almost all of them up on her YouTube now. But uh, she's saying that the three is pretty much the best covenant in the game based on the rewards. She, no, no spoilers there. She hasn't told me why, but yeah, she was telling me that the three is the one she stuck with throughout the game. Yeah. This one, you, that's I, the easiest I, I, one. I'm, to start I'm with the um, poison tree dwelling people. Oh yeah, nice, nice. I was kind of yeah, curious yeah. what they would be all about. Yeah, well, there's one reason I went with them because they they do something that with your weapons that I like. <laughs> I'm just trying, <laughs> trying to, to talk vague. around this stuff. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to be vague because I want people to find this stuff out by themselves. I don't just want to hand it straight out. But put it this way, my weapon is bad ass motherfucker at the moment. <laughs> oh, I will say, have you guys ever played a platformer that has this much, like, I guess complexity to it, um, no, as far as never. like your build and the, the combat and everything like that. Like this is just to me, this is just a feat, like a technical feat of, to, of like, yeah. gaming. Like this is fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's good. It, it's it's really real, good. real deep, especially for the price, the amount of content and deepness you're getting with this game. I'm just, I've been blown away by it to pay sort of like you. You can pay sort of uh, a AAA title sixty dollars get six hours worth of gameplay and it's done like as you say I know I've done like sort of 15 hours and I'm not even halfway through the game I know, I know that for a fact and and there's still uh, like yeah. you know this is the game that I could probably keep playing and I don't know if I will but I could probably keep playing this with different run throughs and stuff yeah yep. until Dark Souls 3 comes out like I could probably keep going through this several times so yeah it's good yes. I really like it it's awesome go it's buy a, it everyone support them because it's yeah. only two guys just a guy and a girl yeah, yeah, they're awesome. They seem like really cool people as well. So, I didn't realize it was just two people. Game. Wow, yeah, that is insane. They, they they've done all the all the art was done uh, as drawn on Photoshop and everything. Yeah, that is rad. that is one of my complaints, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to be beat them up too bad, but I have I a real hard time style. telling 
like the foreground and the background apart. Like mm. especially at the beginning when they have like the traps on the ground. Like I had a hard time yeah. seeing that stuff. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like is the buggering traps. They get me all the time because yeah. I never. Well, know. That's the them. point of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, but it's it's the enemies too. Like there's there's an area where like zombies will start coming out of the ground, and like it's just really difficult to see to to make them out sometimes. And I'm getting used right. to it. Like as as I'm yeah. getting more and more used to how the game operates. Like it's but it just it took me a little bit to get into it. I, I but I like the art style. Yeah, I, I do. I actually like how um, you can run through an area. You'll fight a couple of zombies, and you'll turn around thinking you're fine, and then more have woken up. I like that there's a staggered kind of waking up to them that's not just I'm an I enemy fight, fight me and man the enemies are there's so many different kinds of enemies right yeah like yeah there's just they're oh man and they all do different stuff and I mean can I just can we quit this and just go play Salt and Sanctuary my wife's yeah. getting home in like an hour so I've got about an hour I could play <laughs> oh dear I've literally because the wife's gone to bed early I've dragged the Playstation in the front room it's already beyond the TV waiting for me for when I finish <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, on that note, then, should we fire into our community stuff? We'll get this uh, read off, because we're hitting close to two hours. Damn, bloody hell. So, uh, what, 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 what was our community questions this week? I can't even remember. Um, well, I asked about VR, because we had just heard about the PlayStation VR pricing, and then I also put a thing in there for Xbox Live, with pretty much the news topics that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Um and we got a lot of feedback from it. So thank you guys for, thank you everyone for writing stuff in. We really appreciate your feedback and y'all know us and, you know, we write into a lot of the podcasts that are out there. Y'all know us on Twitter. Like we really, really like to communicate with y'all. So thank you very, very much for writing in. <laughs> yes, Who you. wants to go first? Vader. Um, Dom <laughs> Worthington. <laughs> You laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> I just like to put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, that's right. I don't mind. Uh, this is uh, Don uh, Don w, uh, w Designs, um, who's helped us with uh, some of our artwork. Um, awesome. He he said uh, VR is gonna have a million problems. This is his opinion, obviously. And Sony has been doing cross-platform for over ten years. Microsoft is late. So he covered both <laughs> questions off in one tweet. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> nice done. He didn't even fill out 140 characters on that one, y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, th- there's a good chance that VR is going to have problems, but it's hoping it works. Yeah. And with the, yeah, we discussed earlier, he's, yeah, Sony been doing it for a long time. I think, uh, was it Final Fantasy XI was one yeah. of the first ones? Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, was the yeah, PC. Well, you, and, and also with uh, Portal 2, I think, was when they had that whole PC login, cross-play weird stuff that they were doing. I don't know. No, that no. One, yeah. <laughs> Crickets on that one? Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I, I haven't played the Portal games. Yeah, no, I played them on PC anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next. I'll take over the next one. Do you want me to? Click. Yeah, go on. Then. You want to go? No, uh, go the next one is from Josh Crow at Morbid Beard. Um, he, he wrote several tweets in that we've condensed down to one, saying, uh, Personally, if it doesn't come with a neon-lit late 80s, early 90s TV advert, then I am not really interested. I'm assuming this is VR. <laughs> <laughs> um, since then, I just haven't even looked at it, and I fear this will go down the exact same path. I'll just watch the videos of it. I bought the PlayStation Move and used it once, where I had Jack Daniels, Death Manual, and House of the Dead Overkill on. I have a backlog of games so huge that a VR headset just doesn't fit into that equation. I've never needed VR to enjoy games thus far, and I'm not willing to shell out that much money for something I'll barely use. That was um that was kind of my opinion too. Like I'm real worried about spending mm. three four hundred dollars on something and not yeah. getting a lot of like games <clears throat> to actually use it. 
Yeah, see, I, I've got the move and I haven't used it much. I finished, what was it, Sorcery, which was the big game that was kind of announced with the announcement of move, but then it came out like a year and a half yeah. late. And it, mm-hmm. it was so dumbed down from what they first announced. It was fun, but it was so simple and, yeah, it was like mm-hmm. a four-hour experience. Um I will say mm, that uh, Jack that. Daniels, Death Metal, and House of the Dead sound like a great afternoon game. Absolutely. Sounds <laughs> that sounds so like good. a lot of fucking fun. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So next up is Gwent Stefani, Mr. Cruz Moza from the Chomp Chain podcast. It's your boy! It's your boy! <laughs> <laughs> That's his new one. Mario's gone. He, he, he's gone. He's gone forever. All right. Well, he said... <clears throat> I like the idea of VR in theory, but I feel apathetic about the reality of it now that it's here. It's definitely cool, but at the end of the day, I've just never gotten excited about the tech. Never bought a new console for technical reasons. The only things I've ever cared about are video games. When VR has the games I'm looking for exclusively, then I'm in. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, plus that, on that one, got, yeah. having the software is the most important thing. Most definitely, software yeah, exactly. super important. Mm-hmm. Eddie Stardust. I'm very pessimistic about VR, but I really want PlayStation VR headset <laughs> because I am a Sony fan whore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nothing wrong oh, with that, Patty. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't really have as much affection for the Sony brand as he does. Um, but oh man, I just, I'm just so tempted. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's see. Moving on to the to more reader questions. Um, this is Jake Lionheart at Jacobs underscore Talkbox on Twitter. Um, he says the film Lawnmower Man messed me up on VR as a kid. I was an arcade kid, so just give me a TV, some sticks, and I am golden. <laughs> good philosophy as well. Y'all yeah. remember that movie? That's such a ridiculous oh, movie. <laughs> I love that movie, man. It's so good. I love yeah, it. I should have been messed up. Yeah. Uh, sure Jacobs sure talking to us on. Oh, go ahead. No, cool. Jacobs was, talk- was talking to us on uh, Twitter um, about that Hellblade game. I think that was the name of it. Yeah. Yep. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't put two and two together. I remember y'all talking about it on an episode on a way- episode way back, but then I didn't. When I watched the trailer that he sent, that game looks just crazy. That game looks amazing. Yeah. See, I've been bleaching about this game for a while now, and now everybody's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you were here first. Yeah, I was gonna point that out. <laughs> it was on our show notes for like four, four like episodes in a row, and it always just kept getting pushed back as well, <laughs> just because we had too much else to talk about. Okay, sorry. Yes. Um, who's up? Andrew Highland. Uh, this is he's on the host of the Gamers Plural podcast, which I listen to. Uh, they're from Canada, mm. um, and he says I have full faith in VR being a thing that will be so revolutionary that we will see it in mainstream uses. Mm. Yeah, so it's fun. It's interesting how much mixed opinions we're getting. Like, it's it's, it's either just like, nah, nah, or heck yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we, we didn't really talk about, like, um, non-gaming applications for VR, but I've, I've already heard a bunch of people, like, in the design world saying, like, yeah, I can, I can sketch out what a building that we're, you know, proposing to a client looks like sit them down and have them walk through it like that's a selling point to me like that's that's something that i could use to in my business and that 
there's a lot of medical applications. Like that's it's not just games. So I'm gonna be interested <coughs> to see if that stuff takes off. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where are we? Oh, I've lost my computer was spazzing out. Then I couldn't hear your audio. <laughs> and Michael, uh, Michael the London is the one. Ah, yes, Michael London. Uh, at Michael London, <laughs> he says other platforms are missing games. PlayStation VR is fixing that, and if Sony finds the killer app, then we're all aboard the train. <clears throat> and as cross-platform, he's put, "Oh no, please save us console players from the cheating <laughs> PC kids. Mixing PC and console players is a terrible idea." <laughs> He does have a good point there, though, that a lot of people have forgotten about, is that, yeah, it's easier to mod and just, yeah, cheat in PC games. Yeah, running but, running Cheat Engine is just ridiculously simple on... I mean, I've, that was a problem with the Division beta for a little while, right? Yeah. yeah. Happened? Still yeah. Is, it still is. It still is a problem on PC. Yeah, good um, point. But, but I'll take... A, a, yeah, what, what uh, Michael has said about the... Sony VR is what we discussed earlier. Is there that Sony has uh, infrastructure of games that they can fall back on for their VR, mm. so it can definitely help their platform. Agreed. Yes. Sorry. Continue. Agreed. That's all right. Um, <laughs> Clifford, I'll, I'll take the long one, if, and then they, uh, you can skip back to the shorter one if you if you would prefer. Okay, I will take this one. Then this is from uh, this is Lurker at Lurker Zero on Twitter. He says, uh, cross-play networking is huge for online gaming. Essentially doubles the population for online games. More PvP population for COD, Destiny and Battlefield and more Souls Invasions and Sunbros. Praise the sun <laughs> in funny pictures. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> and just a shout out to that dude's YouTube page, which is Lurker Zero. Um, yes. He, he does some... I don't really care about Halo that much, um, but I actually watch his Halo videos every once in a while because he, he makes some really interesting points about community and about how Bungie is treating that, uh, or excuse me, 343 is treating that community and things like that. So good good stuff. He's, he's, he's an interesting guy. <clears throat> yes, right. And then finally, our friend Eric Plaisance, um, he wrote a DM saying... Uh, I've had some time in the Google Cardboard Viewer, and it's been very impressive watching 3D videos and using Street View, but the need to hold the device for my model has made it kind of frustrating to use for very long. I'm very hopeful, but I think trying to emulate the experience of being inside of a game might be the wrong direction for virtual reality. People want to relax when they play a game, and they can't move their necks as fast or responsive as they can with the joystick or mouse, so Twitch competitive stuff is right out. Instead, some interesting uses for VR might be in the medical or marketing fields where you're trying to emulate an experience that one will then undertake for real rather than trying to immerse yourself in an ultimately impossible scenarios. So it kind of kind of traces back to what we were talking about earlier with the different applications and things. Um, I had kind of forgotten that there's that whole Google Cardboard thing. Have you guys messed with that at all? No. Uh, I've, I've, yeah, I didn't, I... I've briefly looked through one of those, the Google Gear, which is just a slightly mm-hmm. flashier version. It works with your phones, and yeah, it's not that great. Not that good. I was curious about how it would hold up. Um, yeah, it's never going to do that much graphically. It you can there's a little bit of 3D stuff you can do with it, and that's maybe watching a movie or so. But those phone batteries mm. aren't going to last for that long when you're running that kind of tech and <laughs> software through it. Yeah. 
So, yeah. That's actually another bummer for me with this whole VR stuff with PlayStation is it's all wired. Like I sent, I sit 10 feet away from my PlayStation. Yeah. I'm going to have to get like a couch that I can just roll right in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, you have to get yourself like an office chair sort of thing that's on wheels and you just roll yourself around. Exactly. <laughs> cool. So that is our last correspondence. So... Yes, that's uh, I think we're coming to the end. Well, we are at the end of this week's show. It's nice to be back. And, Should uh, I just yeah, ask one question on. before we finish? Yeah, just a curiosity about the division because you played the beta, Jeremy. Do you know when you go into the main <laughs> the main hub, like the main kind of mm-hmm. um, base, and you and it's this forced slowdown, and there's two doors. Yeah. Which door do you go in, mm-hmm. left or right? I always just went to the right. See, I wonder if that's a, a drive on the right, drive on the left thing. Because I always, always heard that we I always, always go on, to the left. I always go on the left, <laughs> and I just wondered. I was I've curious. Always, I've always heard that if you're presented with two different directions to go, and both pretty much everything is equal about them, you'll always go the direction of your dominant hand. Are you left-handed as well? No, I'm right-handed. <laughs> well. That shoots that theory right in the fucking ground. Then <laughs> uh, I wonder because do, do you, when you enter your stores, do you, like do you have like to like an entrance and exit? Will your entrance always be um, on the right? And then yeah, if if there are two doors, then generally you want to enter on the right and the yeah. people exit on the left. But it's not like a hundred percent. Like it can yeah, yeah. yeah. It just kind of depends on where people are. So. That's the same here in New Zealand because we drive on the left hand side of the road, and so I wonder if it's that partly that. <laughs> Sorry, that's just complete like psycho psychological question and i wanted no, to see no, if man. ask ask away <laughs> hey, we're an there's... international gaming podcast for a reason <laughs> yep. so we can compare and contrast these differences <laughs> Cliff, which, which way did you go in this can be our a tiebreaker i think it depends what side of the door i went in to start out with if that makes any sense if i go through the flappy bits on the right i go right if i and if i'm left i'm left Depends which direction I've come from. Well, it shoots my theory in the, the foot. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. There you go. Maybe uh, maybe Ubisoft will release all of this extra data for us and we can find out <laughs> which is the most it. used entrance. Oh, on a quick one, on that door, why everyone, everyone's just like, why does he have to walk so slowly through them doors? It's a loading screen. screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a loading screen. So many people have asked, like, and moaned, like, oh, it's so slow. Was it? Well, it's a loading screen, clearly. But there you go. <laughs> I just thought I'd say that just so some people knew. Yeah. One but of there the only you go. ones as well. <laughs> cool. Well, no, it's been a good chat this week. And as always, so I'm going to say, Tati Buyer people, thanks for tuning in. You can get me at my usual place, Twitter, Death Note. Death note underscore all that majaz same as bloody usual in it uh, and you can get me cliff at darkinsight.net at me email as always uh, Vader yep I'm Vader Van Oden on Twitter um, and email is Vader Van Oden at darkinsight.net yeah and anywhere else you want to find me I'm probably Vader Van Oden there too <laughs> and Jeremy <laughs> I am at JG Greer on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Jeremy at darkinsight.net. Darkinsight.net is also our website. We've got some more articles that should be coming up pretty soon. If you like the last couple, um, this should be happening pretty quickly. And once again, just thank you all for listening. We really appreciate the support from the community.